Alex, time for take two. <laughs> Are you a conspiracy theorist? Are you a fan of conspiracies? I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it is kind of funny to read. Like, the birds aren't real thing on campus. That was cool. Did you know that lizards run the country? I did not. Well, actually, not really. But I see a lot of them around my plants, and I know they're planting something. Oh, so. yes, definitely, Davis. So if you're a fan of conspiracies that end up making no sense once you think about them, even just a little bit, I'm looking at you QAnon fans. <clears throat> then we got an episode for you. So today on Through the Lens, I'm going to try it again. We're going to steal the Declaration of Independence. A little better. better a little better. better. Improvements. Because I heard on the back of the Declaration of Independence, there's a map to Shoney's. Why Shoney's? If I, if I miss, is there a bit that I'm missing it's there? the first thing that popped into my head, honestly. <laughs> That's right. Map to Shoney's. Today, we are talking about the one and only American history-centric heist, partial heist, slash treasure movie with John Voight wearing a wig in it. Blonde wig when it's the flashback scene with Christopher Plummer. Terrible. It was pretty bad. It looks bad. I was more focused on Christopher Plummer because I was like, oh my gosh, that guy. I like Christopher Plummer. Yeah, he's cool. He's there. What else is he in? Knives Out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He also he- replaced Kevin Spacey in that really in that money movie where like Mark Wahlberg and Michelle Williams like have to like find a kid that's like captured for ransom. A crazy we bought movie. a zoo? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we bought a zoo. Oh, we funny. bought a zoo. Okay, that- well. That that movie might have had the worst you name know, drop in the history be, of. We bought a two is going to be the second one. <laughs> we bought, we bought, you know, I was thinking like titles are titles are titles, obviously, but when you really strip it away, National Treasure makes like in the in the sense of this, like what does that mean? It's it's, it's like the National Treasure, Alex. But <laughs> you know what? I hate even more National Treasure two. Book of Secrets. It doesn't well, say two though. Book of Secrets. The President's Book of Secrets. Aren't all books full of secrets until you read them? <laughs> but I just, I just imagine. Think about it. I just, I watched these movies what and is I, that was book so, secrets? I was so happy that I didn't hear Nick Cage at any point say, we're going to go get the National Treasure. Because <laughs> there's a, there's, you know, there's a Twitter account. If I could account. do a John Voight, I would do a John Voight. Yeah, absolutely. There's a Twitter account called The Favorite Movie Lines where the whole gimmick is yes, just, I, see that I love that. I love that account. This is a Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Let me hold up, David. They fly um, now. Th- somehow they fly now. They fly now. They, they, did we mention they fly now? But Davis, beforehand, how you been, man? I, you know, you said you haven't been sleeping well. Something crazy so must happen. So Alex you, said that. Usually he wouldn't ask the, that. He wouldn't ask that. But I told him to ask that because I wanted to set up me talking about a are dream. You looking I had. off in the distance. For? I'm just looking around. Okay. You want to hear this dream I had, Alex? Go ahead. And I'm gonna read, read I, right after I woke up at like 6 a.m. 6 a.m. You started writing this down. I wrote it down when I was like half asleep. Wow. It, but I did take, while I was writing it half asleep, I took note to make sure it made sense. Because like I've written some that make note, like dreams I woke up from and I write it down real quick, zero sense. That makes sense. I've this, one, this one's coherent though. Alex is in it, so is Michael B. Jordan, but you'll, you'll see how. Get shifted to an alternate universe timeline where things are different. And I have to get back to my time, kind of like the Yesterday movie. You remember that movie? Yeah, with uh, the Beatles. They forget the Beatles. The, they forget who the like, Beatles People are. forget random things in this dream, but I'm also back in like 2015. We're back in high school. But it's kind of different. But, you know, I, it's, it's high school, right? And I have to convince Alex that I have already been there and stuff. So I go to prove to him that I am from a different time. So K try, obviously I meant to say I try, to show him that I know things. But I convince him by us running into Michael B. Jordan. And being able to tell him what movies he's going to be in in the upcoming years. And I put parentheses, Fant Forstick and Black Panther. And I told him what characters he was going to be. And you're like, oh, yeah. Then Magic Dude, in parentheses, who, took, who takes form of a ferret. 
I somebody watched some Nets declassified. Oh, that's a we reason. were watching. Whoa! I was <laughs> shows up and like goes quotations. It's my fault you're here. Let's fix it. In quotations, and he tries, but he messes up a few times. End up in world where I'm back to a caveman. Parentheses. He called me an NPC. <laughs> That first interacted with him and started this chain of events. One place where I'm a dog with bad owners, and I try to venture out and fix it again. And I say I just want to see my mom again. So I get sent to a universe where I'm young and with my mom. Parentheses, who is different person, but here also not. Whatever that means. Whatever that means indeed. In a cabin in the woods. But then we hear about on the radio someone I know getting polio. So the polio vaccine was never made in this timeline. So I ask him to let me go fix Jonas Salk, but I know it's Jonas Salk. Interesting. Or Jonas, I don't know. But I put Jonah or whatever. So no one is dying, and he is confused but lets me. And after that, he gets me back to 2021, and I somehow get back to 2022 after that. And that was my dream. Davis, two was things. crazy Two dream. things. Number one, I shout bo- out. I was a border collie. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to uh, JP and the original Dream uh, Weagle show that started for one episode. I believe mm-hmm. that was JP was involved in that, was he not? You tell which one? The Dream Show. I thought JP was involved. What was it? The one I, was I on it? Yeah, that was a philosophy show. Oh. I always wanted to do a Dream oh. Show. You always shot it down. Oh, I did. I did always shoot it down. And secondly, Davis, um, purely off the record, nobody has to off get, the I, record. Even though with this re- on, on on recording, off the record, I'll cut it out at the six minute mark if I need to. Did you try any sort of psychedelic drugs before this dream? No. Because that sounds crazy. Alex, most of my dreams are crazy. You want to hear another one of my dreams? I'll read you a shorter one real quick. If you want. Josie hear- is going to send us a very upset email about Who this. Who cares? Sorry, Josie. <clears throat> this one makes no sense. Okay, then. Um, <laughs> waiting for a family on interstate ramp, and once we met, I was helping them when got held up and me and others kidnapped by woman with two. Uh, there's no. There's no punctuation in this. <laughs> <laughs> with two, I was definitely like half asleep when I wrote this. With two other people, one guy and one girl, and I had to ride in back of zoo trailer, and I fell off early in kidnapping, and a family helped put it together again, and I let them know I was being kidnapped, but they couldn't do anything because woman had a gun and other things happened on the way until we got to like an apartment where me and others were given a little bit of freedom, and in the dream, I was also told tell the lady about the dream that I had that I also had within the dream and also had wrote down <laughs> like this in the dream with pictures and something happened, and I had a chance to take her out, so I did, and then took out a guard with a salt gun that was helping her, and I didn't see us get out, but I assume we did. And that's like, I have like seven more crazy ones like that. Wow. One no, more? One no, more? One Davis, more? I will turn off your mic. I'm not kidding. Davis worked at a zoo in Hippo. This one's short. He says, "I'll like this one, ladies and gentlemen." You used to, you had a, you play, what, what, what game systems did you have as a game? GameCube, Xbox 360. Worked at a zoo when Hippo got out, but main crux of the dream was that I kept googling Need for Speed Most Wanted and could not find its existence online, and was getting very frustrated because I knew it. I used to play it, but Google had no proof of it. Need for Speed's a legendary game. Great game, and Great I cannot game. like in the dream. It, it did not exist. It was oh. like another yesterday situation. Oh, they they forgot Need for Speed. <laughs> I was oh man, I was oh, so mad. Lord. Okay, I'm done. No more dreams. All right, unless you, unless we want to start a dream podcast. No, no, so no, many no, crazy dreams. No, 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 no. If we still had the George Costanza, uh, no, no, sign of it. no, 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 get on there. It's not on there. Just look up, assign I, it. We're not doing this again. Assign it. No, assign it real quick. No, we're not doing this again. You can again. use it for later if I say something we're crazy. If I start again. talking about dreams, just we're look not... up George. How about George? <laughs> <laughs> what if we need a mammy? Or maybe we need a... 
let's see. Um, zero oh, wow. zero for ooh ooh ah ah. It's not here. No way. Did somebody delete what'd you, what'd it? What'd you just look up, George? Look up Costanza. Cost- Costanza. Is it C O S T A N Z A? Wow, this is great radio. Costanza. You can cut it out. How <gasps> about George? You gotta watch. Oh wait, it. I gotta sign it. A sign. Not playing. No, no. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Stop. That was your chance. <laughs> You're. How about George? Okay, okay. Moving on. <laughs> How of course, George? of course. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> Who sounds like that? Uh, it's oh, what's his name? He oh, it's Kruger. It's Kruger. He's the the <laughs> Kruger. Okay. Have you ever seen the Festivus episode? What episode? Festivus. Oh no. Oh my goodness. You say you're such a you've you've gone through it all. Your mom watching. You don't even know Kruger. You don't know the Festivus episode. Davis, sorry, I don't. The Festivus episode where he has the pole and it's Christmas, and then and then they have to do the feat of strength, and then Mr. Kruger goes, "How about George?" <laughs> Delivery. Uh, that's exa- I'm like that is exactly how he says it. We we are gonna have a national treasure episode last an hour and a half. How about George? <laughs> okay, Stop no. it. okay. Let's move on to we're, news. No, no, news. we're not done yet. We're not done yet because I have my things that I want to talk about too. So mainly, I looked up the favorite movie lines, how one thousand tweets, and one of my favorite ones is the pin one that says, "It's our Amazing Spider-Man 2. It's like so that's how I got my powers from a spider. And then Gwen says, a spider that gives you powers? What an amazing spider, man. Get, Two. Get it? Get, get it? Or there's, uh, cool it, Cape Crusader. I'll freeze you solid in a block of ice and you'll be Batman forever. Get it? Because it's pretty funny. Pretty funny. Anyway, moving on to some trivia and then some movie news and then National Treasure and National Treasure 2, The Book of Secrets. But it's just National Treasure, Book of Secrets. Very strange yeah, title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The trivia from last week. What was the song played in the tunnel during Perks of Being a Wallflower, during the tunnel scene? It's Heroes by David Bowie. A certain friend of the show, Anna Ryan, is a big fan of David Bowie because he was in one of the worst movies I've ever watched in my entire life, Labyrinth. That's a shout out to Anna and the movies that she likes that are bad. She likes a lot of bad movies. Anyway, Davis, what are you watching? Do you want to hear it? Turn No, no, I want you to turn around your computer and let me see what you're watching, Davis. What do you think I'm watching? I don't know. Are you watching the... I want to hear him say How it. about you? <laughs> How about George? <laughs> We're cutting this out at post. Here, you'll get to hear it. <laughs> How about George? How about George? We can keep that. No, we're not. Okay. 11 minutes. Anyway. Now on to the news. Now on to the news as Davis always so brilliantly transitions us into that. Thank you, Davis. You're awesome. How about the news? How about the news? But first, actually, Davis, before we get into this news... I've got an email from a loyal friend of the show and um, our only listener. Fan of the, fan of, no, not our only listener. Fan of the show, Josephine Jalk. She sent this email with a subject line to David Benz Carroll. So, Davis Benz Carroll. Sorry, not David. Hey there. This is friend of the show, Josie Jalk. She knows uh-huh. how, to, how to introduce herself. I wanted to bring up a concern <laughs> I had about your heated tangents in the news portion of your podcast through the lens. It appears that- Let, let me co- stop you. Josie is the only time I can get these type of things out. Alex runs the rest of the show. This is my time to go buck wild. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> it appears that co-host Alex Houston has set up some stellar transitions to get to the actual topic of the podcast episode. <laughs> but you have other ideas and continue to go on movie tangents. As uh-huh. amusing and entertaining as these rants can be, I feel as though they detract from the podcast at certain times. Uh-huh. Otherwise, I love what you do. Keep up the good work. Best regards, Josie Jog. P.S. Can't wait to get a bucket hat. 
Okay, Josie, thank you for the mail. Um, we appreciate that. Listening. Any, anybody, <laughs> anybody who would like to send us any emails, I you imagine. Come on, Josie. <laughs> and you, I'll let you sit in my chair and see how, how you can do it, huh? How about that, huh? Okay. What is happening? Walk a mile in my shoes, Josie. <laughs> you need to be I'm stopped. just kidding. But anybody uh, who would like to send us an email of any kind okay. related to okay. the show. Okay, how about this? To- for this episode's news, no tangents. That's not possible. I'll let it happen, and we'll we'll see how it sounds. No, Davis. This is for Josie. Davis, embrace the tangents, please. No, no, I got no, 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 no. I was looking no, forward to it. No tangents. Well, anybody who would like to reach out to us before Davis. We'll see how long. Davis! Let's get a timer going. See how long I can last without a tangent. On to the news. If anybody. How about I'm, the news? <laughs> Stop! <laughs> so let Miss Test for Josie listening. Oh, my if you're listening. gosh. Anybody who would like to send us an email of any kind, I imagine this is not going to get any traction, but we have... Through the lens weagle at gmail.com. It's just like our Instagram, through the lens weagle at gmail.com. If you want to send us any comments about the show, we're going to start the timer after this tangent. <laughs> Where are we going with this day? Uh, like, I'll let Alex start a timer. So there was, I watched this video about this like oh, sitcom my. from the early 2000s. And like the first two episodes, it was like regular, or first two seasons, it was like a regular sitcom. Like, you know, like your neighbor comes over and you're like, oh, let's go. You know, like it's a regular sitcom, like yes. run in the mill, pretty boring sitcom. And then the like third, the Drew Carey show. And then like the third season, I really, I genuinely cannot remember what it's called. But like the third season, they knew we were gonna get canceled, so they went like crazy with it, like like surreal. Like they just like off the reservation, they changed everything. Like it's crazy. From like the third season's insane, and that's what we're doing with our third season. <laughs> First two seasons, run in the mill movie podcast, and now. We start the timer. Start the timer. Onto the news. Onto the news, and it's the don't worry, darling debacle mm-hmm. is the best word I can describe it. So first and foremost, mm-hmm. let's actually address a rumor that's been, you need mm-hmm. to, st- if you keep doing that, I'll turn your mic either way, Davis. Okay. Be normal. Don't be, mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to be as boring as possible. Oh my gosh, boring. Davis. How about George? <laughs> I can't do it. That's not a tangent. I just said, how about George? Okay, restart it. I got 21 seconds, 23, <laughs> 20 seconds, 23 milliseconds. All right. <clears throat> the Don't Worry Darling debacle. Okay, First yeah. and foremost, no, let's address the rumor that has been running rapid. Davis! Oh, <laughs> I read the news. You comment on the news. This okay, is the rule. Okay. Come on now, Davis. We've been doing this for a long time. Showbiz Glamour claimed, seemingly without evidence. Oh, Davis, please. <laughs> okay. I'm begging you. He's, be- he's on so his knees. Tired. He is begging. I am so tired. We have a long way to go. (laughs) (laughs) I hope y'all are enjoying this episode so far. Holy cow. First and foremost, let's address a rumor that has been running (laughs) rampant. I just thought of something, but I can't say it because I can't go on a tangent. No, 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 I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. You are killing me. (laughs) I have a – I can't say that. I can't go on a tangent. Go on a tangent, Davis. No, 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 no. Let's go to the news. I can't make any jokes. I can't do anything. You're taking. You're. I'm doing it. You're killing independent George. It's a Seinfeld reference in the tangent. I got a minute this time. I can't do it, Josie. I can't do it. You've talked to me in person. I cannot do it. My stomach hurts now. Congratulations. Does that count as a tangent? Yes. Okay, restart it. Okay, Davis. <sighs> okay, you can so, turn off my mic if you, because I will probably laugh. I, <laughs> I'm going to turn your mic for a second, Davis. First and foremost, if you laugh again, I swear. <laughs> okay, I'm going to turn around. I'm going to turn around. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? You know what's funnier than 21? 
You know what's funnier than 24? 25. It's like, we're gonna, there's going to be a through the lens bloopers reel. I don't understand how this happened. It's you, just like being in class and you're trying not to laugh. Like, I am trying my best not to laugh, which makes it even like, funnier. That's true, it does. Do we need to, like, skip ahead or something? No, no, no. Just, we can do it. I first, can do it. First and foremost, let's address a rumor that has been running rampant for some time. It was brought to my attention by a good friend of the show, or apparently enemy of Davis, Josie Jock. According to reports, there was apparently a large pay gap between Florence Pugh and Harry Styles on Don't Worry Darling. Showbiz Galore claimed, seemingly without evidence, that Pugh was paid $700,000 while Styles' salary was allegedly $2.5 million. However, Vanity Fair reached out to Olivia Wilde to comment on this, and Wilde had this to say. There's been a lot out there that I largely don't pay attention to, told Wilde told Variety in response to the report, but the absurdity of invented clickbait and subsequent reaction regarding a non-existent pay disparity between our lead and supporting actors really upsets me. Wilde went on further to say this, I'm a woman who has been in this business for over 20 years, and it's something that I have fought for myself and others, especially being a director. There is absolutely no validity to those claims. When asked by Variety, to, when a, when asked by Variety to comment, Warner Brothers declined, but it would be illegal for studios to disclose salaries anyway. So, Davis, what do you think about this? I doubt that pay gap was. If there was a pay gap, I doubt it was that substantial. But again, in the case of Olivia Wilde, I mean. As someone who has fought for pay gap equality very often in her career as an actress and now director, it would be kind of opening yourself up to the floodgates of negative press if there was, in fact, a pay gap on the set of a movie that you're involved in and also with an actor that you're involved in. Well, she's involved <laughs> with. Pretty funny. Well, she also was just like, she's, she's trying to get Shia LaBeouf back on set, a chronic abuser who uh, it was making Florence Pugh uncomfortable. Was like, Understandably so. <clears throat> and uh, Harry Styles is the biggest pop star in the world, so 2.5. I mean, like, I feel like that that sounds like the asking price he would ask for. And Florence Pugh's a great actress or actor. I, I just say actor for everybody. People say actor now. I just kind of, yeah. That's kind of the new thing. I, I prefer that personally. <clears throat> that's fair. But, like, she's not Tom Cruise. Like, that's like true. size-wise. So, I mean, like, I would not be surprised if this pay gap turned out to be real. You know what I meant. I know. I think he's popularity. Just gonna go, Tom Cruise is pretty tiny too. Yeah, he's pretty small. <laughs> he's a pretty small guy. <laughs> you see, he told he told you he told me to turn off motion smooth on my TV. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm, I couldn't I'm not, figure out how to do it. I don't, I don't know how to do it either. It right there. <clears throat> there that, that is the timer still running? I don't think. Oh, ah! We made five minutes. Well, actually, because we, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, there's the five lost minutes of of the of the, the podcast. It's gonna be lost media video about lost this in media. Years. But that's only the that's one of uh, many problems for the Don't Worry Darling film because that, as it released at the Venice Film Festival and has now been shown to critics, the film sits at 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. The consensus from critics is like this. Florence Pugh kills it once again, but the plot and uneven work from the remainder of the cast are setbacks for the dystopian blockbuster. I'm Which, seeing this open at night. Really? I have to. Why? Just because you got to know? Just you gotta watch know. a train wreck happen. Yeah, I mean, so we went to see Morbius, didn't we? Yeah, maybe we we'll did. do a Don't Worry Darling episode. I mean, Chris Pine, poor Chris Pine, looked like he was dying during the Venice He's Film disassociating. Festival. I mean, it was just hilarious. There was well, the, like there was this, there was Spitgate. Did you see that? I, oh, we're gonna get into that, Dave. It's, it's on the docket. Don't All worry. Right. It's just so crazy to me because like such a great cast, Olivia Wilde, who's done pretty solid as a director, and then I mean, it's just a mess. I mean, even the trailers looked. The trailers were some of the best made trailers in recent memory. I mean, it was a little weird, but that was the point. And it executed that, and now here we stand with 
what was supposed to be, you know, a big production, a big hit, and Florence Pugh got a lot of credit, but the rest of the movie is very flat, and Olivia Wilde is now public enemy number one for just about everybody. Harry Styles actually has been described as Tommy Wiseau-esque, I saw. No. No. I saw I saw reviews saying that every time he came on screen, they wanted to slit their throat and stuff like that. Holy cow. I mean, you saw the clip of... <laughs> Our life, but he said, "No, not many times we're going to get this opportunity." Our life. Did I'm you like, did you see the clip of him acting in that um, My Policeman movie? There's no. a clip of it now. Oh gosh, it's even worse. Do you, do you want to pull it up so we can watch right now? We'll we'll describe what it looks like. Uh, I mean, you can probably just I can. can I, am I allowed to play the clip? No, I just want to see it. Actually, we're going to take a momentary pause to watch. How about that? Okay. All right, I'll turn off our mics and we'll take a pause. We're back. You have no idea about being made, so stop. Trying to act like you do. Or what the f- he said? I probably sound better than that. Uh, that's a lot to say. We'll see. Um, we are. That looked bad. Wow. Uh, we appreciate you taking the, taking the break so we could watch that. Davis, thank you for pulling it up. I mean, I know he's box office. He's Harry Styles, but I'm, I'm not convinced. Are you rubbing a guitar pick on your chin? Scratching it. Oh, my God. Itched. Itched, indeed. But the film, I mean, it's just it's just crazy. And then, of course... Harry Styles in the news like crazy and most of it's bad. According to Hollywood Reporter, during the press tour, he said that he likes acting because I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. He then added that he felt music and acting are opposite in a lot of ways. There's also that clip where he said, I really like this movie because it feels like a movie. And then Chris Pine's soul just died. (laughs) But also, of course, there is that video that looked like Styles was spitting on co-star Chris Pine, but Pine's publicist completely rejected that rumor saying, quote, this is a ridiculous story, a complete fabrication, and the result of an odd online illusion that is clearly deceiving and allows for foolish speculation. But the point is, that ridiculous spitgate, as they call it, was so believable because this movie has been so in, just tormented, basically. Like, I mean, what is Chris happening? Pine's reaction alone still, there's like a shred of doubt that it didn't happen to me. Because like, Chris Pine's reaction was so, like... That, I feel like that's how I'd react if someone spit on me. So I the new, like the new collective thing is that he was looking for his glasses, and he looked down, and they were there. But It's a weird reaction for that. It is admittedly a weird reaction. Either way, that's just don't worry, darling news, because it's been in the news every day, it feels like. I'm honestly excited to see it just to know what the heck went wrong. But speaking of the Venice Film Festival, we got two more things to go here. Anna de Armas received an 11-minute standing ovation at the Venice Film Festival for her performance in Blonde. The film will be hitting Netflix later this month. I think they just give standing ovations to everybody. Yes. Also, imagine clapping for 11 minutes. I wouldn't do it. Like, like, yeah, like collectively at a football game, we probably yell and clap more than 11 minutes, but like consecutively, I wouldn't do it. Craziness. Not to mention, I mean, I love Anna de Armas. She's great. She's been good in everything she's been in, but like. L- less of an standing ovation than Brendan Fraser. Like, I've heard, uh, I've heard this movie's like good, but it does have it's NC seventeen, and it has like a really graphic sexual assault scene. So oh. if you plan on watching this, just be, be aware. Of be, that. Be, be aware. And I, apparently, it kind of handles it. Out. It handles it kind of crassly. Well, yeah, because so it's it's supposed to. It's not like an actual biography. Yeah, it's, it's like a fi- based yeah. on. It's like it's a, based know, on a fiction. Fictional book about it's, Marilyn. Monroe's it's almost like life. once upon a time in Hollywood esque yeah. in that in that in that regard. It's based on a fictional book about Marilyn Monroe. But again, Anna Darmus, I mean, she's one of the best there is in, in business today. Learned learned how to read her lines phonetically in her first first film, War Dogs, which that was a good movie actually. I like that movie. 
don't know if you've seen that. Another one based on a true story there. But speaking of Brendan Fraser, he's apparently stolen the show at the Venice Film Festival. Fraser? Fraser. There's a video of him going, like, when he's in his prime. But it's Fraser, right? He says Fraser. Fraser. He's like, I know where you live. If you say Fraser, I'll come to your house. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> okay. like, that's an actual video. That's funny. The, Why can't I get my cup of coffee? Classic. I, lo- I love that bit. Great ride. Agreed. He's apparently stolen the show at the Venice Film Festival with initial reactions to the whale calling Fraser's performance one of the best of the year and a performance of a lifetime. Let's call back to what he said last last week. He said this may be the first and last time I ever do this again, so I gave it everything that I've got. Another warning and for this like movie. It's supposed to be good, but it's based on a play from like 2008, ah. and they just did not, they didn't really change anything at all. It's like just right onto the screen. So it's like a lot of the language is really fat phobic because mm. it's aged. What, 10 years, 10 plus years? 12. 12. 14. So, but it's supposed to be good otherwise. Yeah, and I think Frazier killed it. He got that standing ovation and getting very emotional at the film festival. What a comeback for this good guy. Good for him. He, those don't know, I mean, he took six years out, out of business. His he got last blacklisted. 20, he got basically. blacklisted because of, he said that a producer assaulted him, basically, and he rebuked the producer, and the producer, as Fraser puts it, blacklisted him, and he was out of Hollywood for six years from 2013 to 2019, but has since been making a comeback. He's in Doom Patrol. He was also in... Which is going to be canceled. Which is which is disappointing, because he's apparently really good in it. Now, he was going to be in Batgirl. He's going to be Firefly. Which I was excited for that, because Firefly's a cool character. Yeah. Re- Firefly was in um, Gotham, really cool character there, and Fraser, I mean, he's great. But yeah, if you, if you just go on his Wikipedia filmography, so... He does a bunch of movies in 2013. Not a lot of very good ones, but he was doing a lot. He did Gimme Shelter, which is apparently very good, actually. And then he did The Nut Job, which was this animated film. And then he was done up until 2019 when he came back with The Poison Rose and Line of Descent. And then he did this No Sudden Move in 2021, which he was actually really good in that. That was a Steven Soderbergh movie that my dad really liked. Though it honestly lasted a bit long. And then he's doing The Whale. And then 20. 23, he's got Killers of the Flower Moon, directed by Martin Scorsese, which I'm very excited for. And then another movie he's doing, an American comedy called Brothers. That's interesting. Looking forward to that. Starring Josh Brolin and Peter Dinklage, written by one of the Coen brothers. Ooh. Interesting. That's exciting. But yeah, Brendan Fraser, the comeback is real right now. It is indeed. And first look alert, Davis. Speaking of a big-time movies we're all looking forward to, in an article released by Vanity Fair, we got our first look at the cast of Damien Chazelle's Babylon. The ensemble cast includes Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Toby Maguire, Gene Smart, Samara Weaving, Lee Jun Lee, Diego Calva, Luke Hosh, Yovan Adepo, and more. Hitting theaters in early January, the film is set in Hollywood during the transition from silent films to talkies, focusing on a mixture of historical and fictional characters. And now, Davis, if you'll bear me with me for just one moment, I'm going to pull up the picture. You can see exactly who we're talking I about. I saw, I saw it. So you got, yeah, you got Brad Pitt, one of the pictures. Toby McGuire. I love Toby McGuire just appearing out of nowhere again. Love the Come actors back. from our from our our younger years showing back up in Hollywood. And not to mention, Damien Chazelle is that dude, as we've discussed many times. We will discuss in our La La Land Whiplash episode, which I'm pretty excited for actually down the line. I think it's going to be a good one. But I'm really excited for this movie. I'm a little lukewarm on because most of the movies I've seen that are like Golden Age Hollywood, I've never found very interesting. Mank. I didn't like Mank. Brian I didn't like Trumbo either. I, uh, I watched That's it. Brian Cranston. Yeah, it? I watched it. It's about the screenwriter who was blacklisted because of his because his communist views, or they yes. thought he was a communist because he wasn't. But you know, I thought, the, it, was, I thought it was about Truman Capote. No, a different one. No, that's Capote. Oh, well, there you go. They, Is they, that they, also Brian Cranston? No, that's Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, okay, there you go. 
But this is, it's like. I'm pretty sure Truman Capote was also a communist. Maybe. Sense. Well, that's the thing is that in this case, they weren't even communists, at least as far as I remember the movie going. It's the fact that the Red Scare and the McCarthy. McCarthyism. Ma- McCarthyism and whatnot. McCarthyism, excuse me. McCarthyism, excuse me. You're right, Davis. McCarthyism got, uh, got him blacklisted. So I understood it. Maybe he was. I don't really remember. I don't think exactly. Truman Capote was a communist. I think that makes that makes that. sense. Let me look up Trombone right now. Actually, I want to see. I want to see exactly what I'm talking about here, so I know what's going on. Let's see. The film follows Hollywood screenwriter based on the film. Okay, give me a plot though. So as a screenwriter, oh, because he's um oh he's an active member of the Communist Party. Never mind then. Who Trumbo? Yeah, yeah was, Trumbo actually. was. I knew okay. that. I my, that's that's my mistake then. But in that in that case anyway, again you know absurdly blocking someone from Hollywood because of political affiliation. That was the state of, well, America. At that time, indeed. But yeah, that, I didn't really, I'm not really liked movies from that are like, ooh, golden age Hollywood, but maybe, maybe I'll be proven wrong. But Davis, we've got some big time trailers to discuss. First trailer for Armageddon Time, starring Anne Hathaway, Jeremy Strong, and Anthony Hopkins. Written and directed by James Gray, hitting theaters on October 28th. The synopsis reads this, a deeply personal coming-of-age story about the strength of family and the generational pursuit of the American dream. I really wasn't convinced by this trailer at all. Were you? I don't, I already kind of forgot it. It I've was seen it weird. Because, like, it's it's almost feels very slice of life, but then, like, the last minute is, like, Hans Zimmer foghorn music as if it's, like, some thriller, but, like, it's just a dude, like, learning, learning to live life, essentially, and, like, learning to adapt to the fact that, like, I don't know. Somebody said it sounds like a bunch of caricatures of a Jewish family because that's that's who they are. Like that's who the characters are. The cast is amazing. Again, Anthony Hopkins, he just shows up randomly now. Yeah. I love it though. Good for him. But I don't know. I wasn't convinced by it at all. Really, it seems very. I don't know. The first trailer didn't sell me anything other than hey, the cast is here and they're very famous and all good actors and they've all been in, like Jamie Strong, one of the best young actors going today right now. Uh, big Short big and in sh- Succession. I was gonna say Big Short. Succession's his big I know, break. I haven't watched though. that. I haven't watched it either, but my dad has, and he loves him in that. I don't know. I was very lukewarm on this one. I thought it looked... I'm eh. indifferent. I abstain. Indifferent for now. But a second trailer for DC's Black Adam starring The Rock has been released. New royalties in town. Indeed. The hi- Finally! The hierarchy of the DC universe has changed. Move over, Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> the Rock is in town. Finally! <laughs> That's what. That's what. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh no, man, no. I'm getting booed in here. You are, Davis. You are. You are. In fact, that comment had me thinking that I'm just kidding. We're not doing the Stephen A. Smith button today. Awesome. We are not. But yeah, that movie starring Pierce Brown, Noah Centineo, <gasps> um, Aldous Hodge, Viola Davis, and more. The film hits theaters on October 21st. Synopsis reads as follows. Nearly 5,000 years after he was bestowed with almighty powers of the Egyptian gods and imprisoned just as quickly, Black Adam, The Rock, is freed from his earthly tomb, ready to unleash his unique form of justice on the modern world. I, first of all, this is like the fifth different team-up movie we've had in the DC universe so far because it's the Justice Society of America, by the way. But hey, Dr. Fate's in it. That's cool. I like Dr. Fate. However... I am very worried this is going to be one of those, he's going to start as a villain, but then he's going to join the heroes. That's what's going to happen. And fight the villain, and then sort of be like an anti-hero. Black Adam is a villain. Like, that's who the character is. And I really the do The Rock not... can't be a villain. That's true, The Rock can't be a villain. He can't say finally. He, can... he could. Finally! Finally! I 
have beaten you. Oh, that'd be awesome. I- I'd buy into that. <laughs> Pretty funny. Um, uh, I I like Shazam. Some of y'all like this. I'll watch it. <laughs> You're doing the rock eyebrow. <laughs> Speaking of rock eyebrows. Speaking of rock, no, not yet, not yet, not, not yet, yet, not yet. But someone in a certain movie we're going to be talking about does a someone lot of them. In a certain movie is like, I've just started doing this because, like, he did that a couple. He's like, they can't see what you're doing, Alex. An ocular device. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get, oh, I have some, I have some beef with those movies. Oh, we'll, we'll get to it, Davis. First trailer for Knives Out, the Knives Out sequel, Glass Onion, looks pretty cool. Starring Daniel Craig, Ethan Hawke, who I didn't see, Janelle Monae, Edward Norton, Kate Hudson, Dave Bautista. Madeline Klein, Leslie Odom Jr., Jessica Henwick, and many more. The synopsis reads as simply this. Famed Southern detective Benoit Blanc travels to Greece for his latest case. I mean, I'll buy it. All you need, all you need. Like, honestly, awesome. I think the cast is not as strong as the original, personally, but I still think it's going to be great. I mean, give Ryan Johnson a blank check, except when it comes to Star Wars. We'll start that debate another time, won't we? Good movie. I still think it is. I think Via it, deadline. It has good parts. Um, are, oh, now you're rushing us along? Come on, Davis. I will have a joke I want to say. The people want the authentic Davis Carroll. Via deadline, Lee Jung-jae. From the Squid Lee. Game? You ever seen that video? <laughs> no. Oh, man, that's a good video. From the Squid Game has been cost, ca- cost, cast, has been cost, cast as the main lead in an upcoming And I get in trouble for going Star on tangents. series, The Acolyte. He will star alongside Jody Turner Smith and a and a man. You really never Stenberg. seen that video? No, I have not. It's a guy. Just he keeps going. Home Sae Young. Home Sae Young for the Squid Game. The Squid Game. He just keeps doing that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It is pretty. Funny. That's pretty. Funny. It's a funny sound. But yeah, that that'll be interesting. And honestly, I'm not sure how I feel about the Acolyte, but the Andor series looks pretty cool. So maybe Star Wars is gonna bounce back. I'm not confident. Oh, who's it, who? Who's controlling it right now? Disney. Yep. Oh, not confident. I might have watched my last Star Wars thing ever. No, I guess I can I, We are we doing an episode on the the shows? Um, maybe I'm thinking about it. It's kind of way option. By the way, Jacob, uh, did you get my text? Jacob Hillman plans on coming in for the MCU Phase Four episode. He's gonna get. Does he like it? He's watched most of the shows. He says WandaVision was good. Loki was good, and I was like, was it? I've only seen WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I haven't seen anything. But our last bits of news coming up. Excuse me, Netflix, which has been killing it in the documentary game by the way is developing a documentary on the 2012 Heisman Trophy winner Johnny Manziel Johnny Football Money Manziel himself craziness especially after the uh, Manti Teo documentary which was a smashing success by the way Davis what pro athletes do you want to see specifically college athletes get a documentary Um, OJ Mayo interesting NBA he got banned from the NBA because he I think he did heroin or something. No, I don't think it was heroin. He did an a, a banned substance, which was a drug. It was either it was cocaine, but he got banned. He was in like he was when he was in high school. He was being touted as like the next LeBron. He was like unreal, and he was an animal in two K. Uh, football, maybe. Um, uh, Alex, do you have any? Um, honestly, He's I think way over there. I think I really would like one. Let me see of college football athletes that just come to mind for me. Colt Brennan, the uh, Hawaii quarterback. I don't know if I think he actually passed away tragically, but I think a story on just his career and where it all 
shifted for him because I mean he threw fifty eight touchdown passes. Case in a Keenum, year. ooh, crazy yeah. career. Cut, give me a Kellen Moore doc. The Boise State years. The thing is, there's not a lot of drama there. They just won a lot of games. You know. Mm-hmm. I know. It's difficult. I think it won. Honestly, Trey Mason. Yeah, I've watched Trey Mason. Yeah, I would watch that. I I, I would as well. Speaking of streaming. The Rings of Power, despite its critical failure, was a commercial success and the biggest premiere for Amazon Prime Video ever, with 25 million people tuning in worldwide during the first 24 hours of streaming. Davis, pretty cool. Does that mean that the people seem to like it? Uh, if you're on Twitter, you probably would think they hate it. We're going to talk about that at the Ministry of Truth later on tonight. We'll get to absolutely, it. but evidently, it's a success for now. The issue is if it can, if it sustains itself, because we're going to look at the critic reviews again on IMDb just briefly right now to see if it's dipped a bit. I haven't watched it, but the trailers just looked so bad, didn't they? I didn't even watch them because I don't care. Like, why do you need to make this? That's a good point. It's a 6.7 out of 10 on the official show. Each episode is standing at more of a 7.3, but again, that's far below the standard of quality of... The original Lord of the Rings films, as we discussed, I don't know though. I'm not. I'm not super convinced that this is even worth watching. Maybe if something crazy happens in like the tenth episode, and they go back. Is they Sauron go to, like, the in it? I mean, yeah. Is Gandalf in it? No, Galadriel's in it. I think What's that was Clay Blanchett's character. Was she the elf? Yeah. Okay. I haven't watched him in a while. Yeah, I haven't watched him either in a while. Is Hugo We're Weaving in it? Does he do the silly face? Uh, no, Hugo, Hugo Weaving is not in it. Instead, they've got another guy playing him. What? Well, yeah, because it's like, it's like 400 year, 40 I know, years in the future. I know, but why don't you just have a different elf? That's a great question. Why, I don't know. Why is Hugo Weaving always getting recasted? That's he just doesn't question. want, he never wants to come back. He does it once, he's like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I can't believe they recast him in The Matrix. Did they? Yeah, because they made whatever. Oh, they made the- Mr. Anderson. They made the the- the dude from Mindhunter. And the king from Hamilton. Oh, Josh. I haven't seen Hamilton. Gro- no. Not Josh Groban. <laughs> Josh. My bad. Finally. <laughs> I think it's something with a G. Something with a, how about George? <laughs> Stop it. My bad, my bad. Mindhunter. You have any guesses? Jonathan Groff. Wow. Something with Josh. G, 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 G. How about how about George? Marvel Studios fixed the CGI for Axel's floating head in Thor Love and Thunder, and oh my god. Davis, take it away. It still looks bad, but I heard a thing that it was actually, which does this is not making it any better. I'm just saying facts here. I read something from someone on Twitter, so take that as you will, that it was just like keying out, so they made him wear like a green screen body, and they just like had his head floating, which is what someone said on Twitter. But it looks so much worse than his well, head just still floating. Looks bad. Yeah, but like if a head's floating, at least it's his real head. It doesn't look like and that. People on Twitter were defending it. They were like, "Of course, it's meant to look bad because he's not good at projecting yet." I was like, "What? <laughs> ha- Marvel has so much free PR from the fans. It is crazy. It there is. needs to be a book written about this." People are like, "It's a comedy. Look up its genre." And I'm like, "It's oh. still bad." Not to mention. I have not seen the movie, and I still have not seen the movie, but the cork floating head alert, that's the equivalent of the- You know, Jesus was going to be in it. Okay, actually- The big J, I am not- They go to the Pantheon of Gods or whatever, and Jesus was going to be there. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ was going to be- It was going to cut away, and he's going to be like, 
I died for your sins. I don't know what he'd say. He'd be there, though. I don't know. Like, it's every single, like, they go to a place where- The J-Man. That's what what Taika Waititi said. Every single god ever is, like, in the room or whatever. And then Russell Crowe's Zeus. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a bow god. It was stupid. The only joke that made me and Chris was laugh. the burning bush there. Like what? Like this? God was not there. Ah, well, the- he was probably too busy doing something. I don't know. Well, you know, Ty- the only the only joke that made me and Chris laugh because it cut away and it was like nini nini because I don't know. It was stupid. It wasn't funny. It was just. Stupid. I I really like. I just want to point out the fact that I remember before the movie, Taika Waititi's like. I'm going to do something that Thor fans won't like. I'm going to make a movie about Thor being in love. And then all the Thor fans were like, we'd love that, actually. <laughs> but the point is the fact he had no idea what he was doing. Anyway, moving on. Bad movie. Last bit of news here. And then we'll finally. Finally! Go, go searching for the national treasure. Oh, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Uh, Inside Out 2 is in development. It is. A bad movie getting a sequel. It will be. A, okay, I didn't think it was a bad I movie. Like, I don't like the movie. It will be announced at D23. However. Isn't that yeah. happening right now? It is. There's a lot of stuff. Fantastic going on. Four is going to get announced. Apparently, it has. Davis, why don't we? I'm going to keep is it running. Has it actually been pronounced right now? Announced uh, right now? Well, I mean, it's going to be announced tonight, allegedly. <gasps> allegedly. They had a new logo. They showed a new logo. Apparently, let's see. Let's see what we got here. First trailer for the Little Mermaid movie, starring Halle Bailey. That's cool. Uh, for, I forgot about that. Let's see. Um, I'm scrolling through the feed, but first of all, for not or for Inside Out, before I, we talk about the feed, Bill Hader and Mindy Kaling will not return for the sequel. They were apparently offered a hundred thousand dollars each. That's it, and they said no. Which again, people say, oh, voice acting—you're not supposed to get paid that much. But the point is, you're not bringing Bill Hader and Mindy Kaling because they're good voice actors. You're bringing them on because they're famous faces and voices. So therefore, pay them for that. Yeah, that's that's all I must say about that. Like, like actually, I agree. Voice acting, in most cases, yes, you should not be getting millions of dollars, in my honest opinion, because regular voice actors that are not as famous as those two don't get paid that much either. That's true. However, in that case, you are paying for the name, so therefore pay for the name. There's a reason, like, Bill Hader and Mindy Kaling have worked very hard in their career to get to this point and build that name so they can get roles like that. That's just the two cents that I have on that matter, personally. I don't know how you feel about that, Davis. No comment. You're scrolling. I'm trying to find something about the Fantastic Four. A lot of Little Mermaid news. Um, oh, gosh. Billy Eigner and Seth Rogen will return as Timon and Pumbaa and Barry Jenkins' Mufasa the Lion King. Oh my what? God. What? What is that? And people still like Disney? Come what? on. We don't care. What is that? It's actually Lion King point five. Oh, it's the Mufasa origin story? <laughs> You're... It's like it's like I have oh. no comment. I will not make any comment about this. Oh, official logo for Mark Webb's Snow White live action film. Oh my god. Can we stop reading them, please? No, nope, I'm going to keep reading. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh my gosh. The Simpsons Cinematic Universe. No, it's not. Oh, it got canceled. That's funny. That's actually pretty funny. Oh, my bad. <laughs> my bad. So, according to this this tweet, Pumbaa, Rafiq, and Timon tell the story of Mufasa to a new cub while we see Mufasa rise to royalty. Does that isn't there is a Lion King 1.5 already? Yeah, animated. that's one and a half. That's a great movie because it's funny and it's self-aware. But this, this, oh, we got a haunted Ma- mansion remake. Yeah, I heard about that. We've got a Disenchanted, which is the sequel to Ella Enchanted. Okay, that actually looks kind of cool. What is Ella Enchanted? It's that movie with Amy Adams where she's a princess or whatever. You know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, I know that. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I thought it was just called Enchanted. Is it? Is it just called? Where, where James yeah. Marsden is? It is. It's just Enchanted. It's not Ella Enchanted. Dang it. Goofy. 
You're goofy. There's a new trailer yeah, for Ellen Black Enchanted Panther, apparently. It's just Enchanted. There's a new trailer. Did, did it come out yet? We're scrolling, Davis. This is live news, ladies and gentlemen. Live and in... Oh, so trailer for live action Peter Pan and Wendy. How? How many, Davis? How? <laughs> you look so... How, how many Peter Pan movies can we get, Davis? Tell me. I want to know. Uh, uh, I think I broke Davis. Okay, Disenchanted looks cool. I'll buy with that. That's an actually creative sequel. I'll buy into it for now. <gasps> Hocus Pocus 2. Who's excited about that one? I hated Hocus Pocus. I, I'm not a, I'll excited say about it. I'll say it. I hated Hocus Pocus. 40-year-old oh, uh, wine moms The are. animation for a new Disney logo to celebrate their 100th anniversary. That's so cool. Congratulations. Here's to 100 more years of world domination. Any other? Um, somebody sang When You Wish Upon a Star. Wow, D23 is really, really buying When Bob Iger becomes president of the of the United States of America and he makes it mandatory to watch all these shows <laughs> or something, or he like changes the flag, or he makes... America 1.5, the live-action remake of the American flag's origin story or something. Don't come crying to me. We, we won't come crying to you, Davis. Costumes from Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness were on I'll probably be locked up by Bob Iger if that happened. <laughs> I bet you would. Also, there's that video game. We're not going to talk about that. Davis, oh I think it's God. time to move on to that Yes, yeah, so let's go to the next. Another the Disney news. movie. <laughs> not the news. Another Disney movie, National Treasure. National Treasure 1. We're going to steal the declaration. The National Treasure. The National Treasure. And starring Nicolas Cage as Benjamin Franklin Gates. Bro, get some creativity. Benjamin Franklin, really? Yeah. Come on now. Yep. Actually, Sean Bean is Ian Howe. (laughs) Diane Kruger is Dr. Abigail Chase. Justin Bartha as Riley Poole. John Voight as Patrick Henry Gates. Harvey Keitel as Agent Peter Sadusky. Christopher Plummer as John Adams Gates. Okay, the creativity there is not really... Not there you really, go. Really, like imagine, imagine if I was just like, ah, yes, my firstborn, Cam Newton, Houston. Like, <laughs> people would do, people do that. That's true. We Harvey Updike did name his kids Alabama and Bear Bryant. Are you kidding? No, <laughs> I did not know that. The dude, the dude that poisoned trees. You didn't think he was that crazy? I didn't. I didn't know that. He also there had was a, a guy at work today. Uh, there was a file for a guy named Benjamin Franklin, and I'm not going to say the last name, but it was. Something. Gates. It could have been. Gates. I don't remember the last name anyway, but it was Benjamin Franklin something. Gates. Yeah, Benjamin Franklin Gates was in work today. <laughs> he was trying to steal the the documents to get the secret map to find Pat Dye's pants underneath the field. Oh my god. It's to a, find Shonies. It's a cipher. To find sh- oh, it's always a cipher. <laughs> How do they always know? I mean, like, I don't know. It's a crossword. <laughs> It's, it's a word search. <laughs> it's a jumble. Okay. It's so, Alex, so what you think Wait, of this no, movie? Oh, there's, there's, no, there's more. Directed by John Turtletop, he has a pretty interesting resume during his over 30-year career. He made a big splash with Cool Runnings in 1993 and While You Were Sleeping in 1995, which are both pretty solid hits, critically and commercially, but he never made it back to that mountaintop, and every t- film that followed was considerably worse. Diddy's the Kid was a solid entry in 2000, but then The National Treasure, and after that, The Sorcerer's I Apprentice. And his final two films have been Last Vegas, which was honestly kind of funny, and The Meg, which was so oh, he made The Meg? Boring. I hated The Meg. I know people like The Meg. I don't care. I hated The Meg. 
And let's look at this, look, the screenwriting group. You've got Jim Coff and the Wibberleys, Cormac Wibberley and Marion Wibberley. Jim Coff has done well. Operation Dumbo Drop. Do you know Do you know what that is, Davis? No. Do, do you want to know what Operation Dumbo Drop is? I don't is? really know. I think you, you, you do want to know what Operation Dumbo Drop is, which is why we're looking up the uh. 1995 war adventure film Operation Dumbo Drop, an American comedy drama film. The storyline was conceived from a screenplay. Based on a true story by United States Army Major Jim Morris. And let's see. It follows Green Berets during the Vietnam War in 1968 who attempt to transport an elephant through jungle terrain to local South Vietnamese village in which it in turn helps American forces monitor Viet Cong activity. How's the elephant going to do that? It's going to paint or something? I, I have no idea, but it stars Ray Liotta and Danny Glover and Dennis Leary. Also, Dougie Doug. That's a real person? Hmm. Yo, Dougie Doug? Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch? Evidently. I don't really know about that. But yeah, he Jim Coff did that. Oh, wait, no, sorry. The, he did that. He did Rush Hour, Snow Dogs, and the critically acclaimed hit film Taxi, starring Jimmy Fallon and Queen Latifah. Taxi Davis, Driver, actually. No, yeah. we're going to pause for a minute so you can look up a trailer for this movie. Oh I mean my it. Oh, God. Now, Davis, you just watched it. Uh, oh, my God. Share your thoughts Do on I that. Do I have to share my thoughts? On that critically acclaimed film, Taxi, written by one of the screenwriters from this film, National Treasure. What do you think, Davis? It looks terrible, so I'm probably going to watch it. <laughs> I discovered this movie the other day with Martin Lawrence and Steve Zahn. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know Here Steve go. Zahn? I know, yes, I know who Steve Zahn is. It's called um, National Security. And then the, the national treasure. It could be, yeah. And We're the tagline is, "They only look like cops." And Can I see a poster. Yeah, I'm working on it. Gaze working on it, Gaze. I'm trying He's to get a good working one. on it. Working on it. He's working. Stepping on the beat. Okay, calm down there. Well, can I talk about the other screenwriters for? Oh my! Probably gonna watch this soon. One time, Jack and I watched this movie called Money Talks with Chris Tucker and Charlie Sheen. It was crazy. They blew up the L.A. Coliseum. <laughs> I've heard about that movie. It was actually kind of fun. The other screenwriters, the Wibberleys, well, they've worked on some movies, Davis. The Sixth Day, I Spy, Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle, Bad Boys 2, The National Treasures, The Shaggy Dog, and their last oh, yeah. film ever, Davis. Guess what? Go ahead and guess what the last film the Wibberleys ever did. Don't Don't look it up. No. It's no. a movie with Sam Rockwell, G-Force. That's right. With Nick Cage, by the way. He's the mole. And uh, it's Sam Rockwell. Um, I still can't believe he's in that. <laughs> Penelope Cruz, Zach Galifianakis. I remember watching this movie. Tracy Morgan, John Favreau, Steve Buscemi, Bill Nye, Will Arnett. As a kid, it was fun. As a I mean, as, yeah, as, all someone, movies, as all someone movies with a brain fun. now, I feel like. It's pretty bad. Cinematography by Caleb Deschanel, the father of Emily and Zoe Deschanel in National really? Treasure. And music by Trevor Rabin. I think it's a pretty good score on yeah, his Yeah, I part. enjoy the music. And let's just go down the list of some things here. It was released November 19th, 2004, so that'll date it for some some people. And it's two hours and 11 minutes long. And on a budget of $100 million, it made a solid $347.5 million at the global box office. But Davis, this movie, you've got some gripes. I mean, like, I enjoy the movie. It's fun. But, like... It's like it's critically it's not good. It is it reeks of 2004. Like uh what's Riley is that his name? Yeah. Like he is oh like my gosh. he's like cut out of a 2004 playbook and put into a movie. 
Yeah. He's just saying lines and he's acting so silly and he's like, English, please, doing stuff like that. He doesn't say that, <laughs> thankfully. But he's like, oh, see how it feels that I know something now? He's like, your dad's car smells funny. And I'm like, what? Shut yeah, up. Why did he just say that? He's Shut old. up. Oh, my goodness. On but Ron- like, it's oh, fun. It's fun. On Rotten Tomatoes, the film has an approval rating of 46%. The consensus read as follows. National treasure is no treasure, but it's a fun ride for those who can forgive its highly improbable plot. Roger Ebert gave it two out of four stars, calling it so silly that the Monty Python version could use the same screenplay line for line. That's funny. Academic David Bordwell has expressed a liking for the film, placing it in the tradition of 1950s Disney's children's adventure movies. Huh. That's interesting. I mean, first I'll say this, I think the cast is really good. I think I think they really brought in a lot of a lot of great actors into this film. I mean, Nick Cage, Kaitel. I really like Diane Kruger, honestly, in this movie. Yeah? I think she's pretty solid for what she has to work with. Sean Bean? He's in it. Love Sean Bean. He's he's He has a blonde wig, or his hair's blonde in it. His hair's been blonde before, I think. Google Sean Bean blonde and see if it's anything outside of National Treasure. Okay. Um, it looks like just National Treasure to me. Oh. Unless. Oh. Oh, wait. Oh. Well, nope. This one. Oh, looks... my my laptop just this... died. Really? Yeah. Really? Plug it in. Yeah. With what, Alex? Do you not have your charger? No. I literally just have my laptop in my bag. That was it's poor fine. planning. It's fine. Um, but there's that. Yeah. Do I you feel some... like that's probably during the around the time of the movie premiere. I don't, I don't know. That's... It's okay. It, it it's, just looks it's... weird. I I agree. I agree. I think Nick Cage though, he's that guy. I mean, the eyebrow raises. Oh vi- my goodness, he's like the Rock. He's like a vision to see the treasure past. <laughs> How does he know everything? And he's like, oh, my God, when he says, some ocular device. <laughs> I, I lost it. Like, that line delivery, like, I'm going to play it right now for you, Davis. Invented by Benjamin Franklin. We don't need to play it. I saw yeah, the movie. We don't need to play it. We did see the movie. Um, Again, the cast, oh, my gosh. Honestly, Riley character, terrible. But when they go to meet um Abigail Chase, and he's like, I'm Paul Brown. And he's like, oh, nice to meet you, Paul. And you are... Bill, that that's pretty funny. I mean, like I like. Nice to meet you. Like I like Bill? Riley. He's fun. I I, I think sometimes, he's pretty fun, but sometimes he's pushing it. He's very he's very like ah tech wizard. Yeah, he it's very improbable that he could hack into everything that he does. But, I mean, so like, effortlessly. Like I can suspend my disbelief for this movie because it's fun enough. When and this, it's inventive enough. Yeah, at, at, on its own, I th- I think so as well. I think. I enjoy it. It's fun. So for those who haven't seen The National Treasure, um, it is, well, it's a film. Yeah. It's a film about Benjamin Gates trying to find this treasure that his family's been searching for for like 150 years. Yeah. I think he, Nicolas Cage and John Voight have some pretty solid moments. Yeah. I don't really like John Voight that much. Interesting. He's weird. He's a weird guy. That's fair. I like I like the Jennifer fact that- Jennifer Aniston's, she, uh, no. Angelina Jolie's father. Yes, indeed. Not Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, not, I don't not know Jennifer why I said Jennifer Aniston. Not, not really even close. Could um, be. Eh, it could be. Uh, <laughs> but I think that one thing I like is that how Sean Bean's character, Ian, kind of keeps up with him. He's not, like, totally incompetent. Yeah, I do like that. Like, he's able to figure it out slow. Like, he figures out that the silent do good letters because he's read the- Yeah, um, has the capital letter. And, like, he even sort of, like, does other things that are smart and clever enough. But, man, this movie is one gigantic, like, deus ex machina. Like, everybody's in the same place at the very, like, oh, Ian just blew us up because we found the pipe. And the 70th anniversary where there'll be no security is, like, right now. But, again, 
forgive it for suspension disbelief. It just keeps happening over and over and over again. I think it's worse than the second movie because the first movie, I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I, I can. That's all. I'm okay with this, even though it doesn't make sense. But in the second movie, they're like, Ed Harris is like doing the same. It's just Sean Bean all over again, but he's that's true. Even more. We're not there yet, Davis. Okay, fine. If we if we start there, we're gonna be done with the National Treasure part in thirty minutes. Fine, 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 fine. fine. Though the exposition police may have been a bit heavy on this. I liked the I liked both openings. Though. I really liked the like back in time, even though it is very cheesy with like yeah. it looks like some like B roll footage from the Scorpion King movie that they threw in there or something. John Voight looks terrible in the flashback. <laughs> it it's not. He looks even older than he does in the regular time. It's not great with the with the blonde wig. <laughs> Stop believing what this kook says or whatever he it's, says. It's not. It's not. Um. It's not great. I do love how Nick Cage. You know who's famous for his Nick Cage moments. If you've seen Face Off, you know what yes. I'm talking about. But in this, he's pretty he's, tame. In he's this very one. tame. But then there's like there's like the subtle moments in the first one. Specifically, he's like you know, um, to treason or like our founding fathers had their entrails burned, and it's like it's like wait, whoa, the Nick. second one. I know we're not there yet, <laughs> but he's he's off the rails. <laughs> he goes. Ah! So I just want to, uh, I just had to do it. <laughs> We're getting there, David. I know, you I just, ru- I, ha- I had you to. keep ruining all the moments. I'll bring it back. Well, it's, it's, it's a, I'm foreshadowing. But man, the, the monologuing to themselves in this movie, he's like, it's like Stranger Things. He's like, flip it over and we'll see that. And then Harvey Keitel's like, well, if, if, if Ben is doing this, then I wonder what his story is. And I'm like, don't we all, Harvey Keitel? Awesome. I actually really like Harvey Keitel in this. He's so silly. Exactly. But he's a Mason? Yeah. What? <laughs> That's what we like. Everyone's a mason. Everyone's a mason. It's like, did you ever read 39 Clues? No, never never actually even heard of that. Okay, never mind. I'm not going to reference it. Reference it. So, it was this it was a pretty popular book series. Um my uncle's calling me. Oh, do we need to take a call? We can take a call. No, he's going to talk. I, I, no, it's fine. I'll just oh, wow. I'll, I'll, I'll get him to text. Let me for your uncle. He's not going to listen. <laughs> Can't Davis Talk right Why now. Why would your What's uncle not up? listen? Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, my phone's messing up. But um, what was but, I saying? What was I saying? I don't remember. My uncle was calling. Thanks, uncle. We were talk. We were talking about um, Kaitel, and he being a yeah, mason. Everybody's yeah, yeah, yeah. a mason. So Thirty Nine Clues was this like it was a really popular book series, and it was basically kind of like similar, like consp- like everybody. There's these Thirty Nine Clues, and they're all from these. It's all, like it's this famous family called the Cahills, and they all have different houses or whatever, and they're trying to find the 39 clues so they can get the family treasure. But then, like, through the expanded lore of it, like, you, like all the books would come with cars that you could go online. It was fun. I did. That's I, cool. Like, yeah, like, you could, like, play games, and you could re- unveil new clues. And then, like, you'd learn that, like, oh, George Washington was in this house of the Cahill family and all that. And, like, Whoa. all the presidents were part of the family. It's basically just, like, it was National Treasure. That's cool. I really like that. I'm writing a book series that I read uh, back at St. Mary's. Only the first two books, and I've since lost them. But it was about like Sherlock Holmes. If Sherlock Holmes is real, his great great grandchildren who like had to solve mysteries around London. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I enjoyed it. It was actually like it. It didn't just you know spoon feed it to you, even though it yeah. was an elementary school level book. But it was it was a lot of fun. I liked reading. Them. I like reading mystery ones. This movie, you know, I really like the opening. I really like the music as well. I feel like the music is it's even though it is the same theme over and over again, I am pretty critical of that. I think it does a pretty good job of like 
making the montages feel pretty seamless because there are a lot of montage and we've yeah. we're very anti-montage as seen by our first Avenger critiques. But I think that it's a pretty solid start. Davis, you need to take a text. No, I think it's a pretty solid score overall. Again, it's a little overdone, but I think it fits the movie very well. And I really like the beginning, but it does drag a bit towards the end. I think I think that final like chase with um, Ian and the group in Philadelphia is like one that goes way too long. And again, I think Ian, there's some morally gray area there for a moment. Like the fact that at the beginning when he's in Ben or at the, in the Charlotte, right, and they're going to – Ian wants to steal. He's like, this is what we've been working for, Ben. I can do it for your family. And he also just wants the treasure because he's a crook or whatever. There's some regret. He even then locks Ben in because he has to because the fire starts up and he yells fool. And it's like, okay, there's some morally grayness there. But then by the end, his goons are just shooting at Ben and the gang any chance they can get. And it's like, clearly they're doing this to increase tension. Mm -hmm. But, like, I think it sacrifices any depth that was there for Ian. I agree. Especially because by the end, he's like, oh, are you all right? And I'm like, is he being sarcastic or does he actually care because he's been shooting at him the whole time? Mm Mm-hmm. And I think, again, that final chase, other than the, you hiding from your ex-husband, I can see why he left him. That bit was funny. Yeah, I like but that. overall, I think that really drags. And, man, what about when he dove in the water in the huts and there were just, like, chunks of gunk around it? That was disgusting. Looking like the water in Jackson. Could be, yeah. Hey, I don't know. Hudson River is pretty gross, apparently. And I thought the ending was kind of whack. Even though, one, I really like the, how do guys with hand tools build all this? Or however <laughs> heck he said that. I don't know. I can't imitate his voice. I, they at least acknowledge it. I, I I liked I liked I thought that joke was kind of. I funny. thought I, if it ended where they were like, oh, the treasure's gone, they took it. I would have been like, I would have been fine with that ending. Like nice twist like, ending. Yeah, that's... but it's it's a it's a popcorn movie, so it's yeah, not gonna end that yeah, way, you so. know. But my issue is that Ian, who one seems very intelligent the whole time, he's not an idiot. He's a little behind Ben, but that's because Ben is Ben, and he's been saying this his whole life. Obviously, by the end, he's like. Tell me where it is, Ben. Like point, like he, and then when Ben's like, it's gone. He's like, guess it's gone. <laughs> like it's just like he basically just immediately turns around and then leaves them down there, which that was pretty scary as a kid. That was like one of my like worst fears, being just like stuck down in a place I couldn't escape. So I was like, this is pretty freaky. But then I love how the double the double fake is kind of good, except I think it's annoying how Ben's so committed, and then when he finds the secret room, he's like, I, I give up. Like, he walks in and he's like, I'm so sad now. And then John Voight does have a good scene where he's like, hey. We did it. We found it. It was just gone. And then, and then it is there it was anyway. in another room. I don't. And yeah, I did the math, and they took 1%, but when they said, I think they said it was $10 billion. It was $100 million or something. No, I thought it was it 10. Was, it was 0.1%, he thought. No, no, he took 1%. So was that $100 million? Uh, Yeah, apparently. If it is $10 billion. If it's a billion, it's $10 million. But still, that's yeah. $10 million. $10 million is pretty cool. And then they each get $50 million. I don't think I'd move in with that girl that quick. Yeah, that that this. And why didn't your dad get in? This movie reeks of relationship in crisis kind of yes. thing, where it's like ah, well, shared, second, oh, shared trauma in in a yeah. sense, because like, I mean, they bicker a lot, which and is he like kisses her when they're walking through the tunnel. That was so. He's like, "Come here," and I'm like, "Whoa, <laughs> whoa!" And then the guy's like. Why does that ever happen to me? Or yeah, I, was, I laughed at that. That I was did. pretty funny. I, I did laugh at and then, that. And then what's his Shaw? Oh, my gosh. I love the early 2000s. All of my henchmen have one first name. Shaw. Shaw. He died. Uh, he did die. That was pretty scary, you think it, What if he was Hobbs and Shaw Shaw? <gasps> did you ever think of that? Lore. What? L- lore. Oh, lore. lore. It's, <laughs> it's a thing we've done, my friends and I, but I guess they're uh, not, yeah, you're not on that day. You don't hang out with us anymore, so. Finally! Whoa! <laughs> Finally. Do we know Jack's showing up? Yeah, I think he is. 
Oh, excellent. Well, we'll have to see if Jack, if Jack Hart, friend of the show, Jack Hart, shows up later. He today. said he's getting his vocal pipes warmed up, so maybe <laughs> <laughs> massaging, massaging the vocal pipes. Yeah, that that feels weird. Don't yeah, like don't that. do that because no, that's, no. that's not where your vocal cords are. I don't know where they are, Davis. They're, they're in the back of your throat. Oh, look at that. Yeah, si- Davis, a science guy and law guy. Hey, you Bill know. Nye, the. I don't know. You never know. You never know. Oh my gosh! I think they're but in the back of your throat. That makes a lot of sense, I guess. You would think. You would think. You would think. They're actually in your fingers, if you can believe that. So if you cut off a, if you cut off your fingers, you won't be able to talk anymore. Can you believe that? It's crazy how nature works. <laughs> anyway, anyway, back to the film. The film's suggestion that the original Declaration of Independence still has clearly invisible ink is inaccurate, no duh. But the document's ink would... Okay, whatever. However, viewers are often surprised to learn that many plot points in National Treasure and its sequels are inspired by true, often little-known events in history. Since 2020, an independent podcast called The National Treasure Hunt has conducted deep dive into many of these historical points, drawing attention to aspects that are historically accurate versus embellished. Shout That's out to cool. them. That's cool. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds like a cool, a cool gig indeed. I don't know. I like this movie. I thought it was fun. I thought, again, the cast was pretty good. I thought the constant jumping around, like, I know we're in... We're in Philadelphia, but now I've got to meet you on the USS Intrepid in New York. I'm like, that seems like a like Davis. We're in Auburn, but I'm going to meet you in Dallas, Texas. Like, uh, I think it's a little bit farther. Okay, let's see. How if you far? were like, uh, we got to meet in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm going to Google how far is Philadelphia from New York. I-, I think North Carolina to here is more accurate, personally. New York. Okay, let's see. Uh, oh, it's only an, it's only a two hour drive. Okay, so even us. Us here to what, like Nashville, maybe? No, it's, I mean. How far is Nashville Theoretically, like us, like if we're in Mobile and I'll say meet me in Orange Beach. Okay. I guess. Uh-oh. I believe we have someone walking up. Dun-dun. He's got his new jacket dun, on. Dun-dun. Uh-oh. Oh, I think He's it might arrived be, yet again. New jacket. It's wow. time to be real. It's, right right when you walk in, it's time to be real. Wait, why are we being real? We got to be real. Oh, uh, why are we doing a be real? Wait, wait. You get over here. I'll get Alex. I gotta do it again. I messed it up. Is Alex, it the eyebrow raise again? Stop moving. <laughs> That'll work. Very nice. Jack, your mic is on. Welcome to the show. Oh wait, no, it's not. Now it is. Now it's on. Welcome to Finally! the show. <laughs> Welcome to the show yet again. Uh, Alex. <laughs> I wanted to thank you personally. <laughs> For what, Jack? For having me on the show today. Whose voice is this, Jack? Is Nicolas Cage? In I here just I wanted you to know that I wanted to stop by personally and thank you for covering <laughs> my movies. I'm really hoping that the financial uptick that this podcast will bring will help me pay off my many debts. He, did he buy, does like to buy dinosaurs. As you he know, a, a lot of my equity is tied up in exotic sea creatures, <laughs> dinosaur bones, he's, he's, and haunted houses. He's on pirategoldcoins.com. So I'm really banking on this to help me out of this hole. <laughs> say say they stole the decorate. Can you say the line? Dad, why do you have so many lemons? <laughs> That's true. In the movie, Dad, why does John why did Boyer you, Why did so you bite Michael Richards? That's true. On set. And in Seinfeld, there's Dad, I loved you in holes. <laughs> say the line. Say, I'm going to steal. All right, guys. I've got to go. There's another treasure out there waiting no, for me. No, we won't say it. And another movie. Pirategoldcoins.com. That's where he's going to go. I'll see you for Vampire's Kiss. Until then, so long. <laughs> thank you, Jack. Uh, thank you, Nicholas Cage. Oh, Jack just now sat oh, down. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad. Oh, oh, oh. 
Nicholas Cage is left. Jack has entered. There was a really sweaty guy out there. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about mausoleums and stuff. He did, about, buy, he did buy himself a mausoleum in New Orleans. He Strangest was looking up thing. something on his phone. It was like gold. I <laughs> couldn't tell. Not the treasure maps. Well, Jack, thank you for joining the show yet again. Hey, guys. You're, gonna, you're our most frequent guest at this point. That's true. Wow, that is um, pretty sad. Adjective. <laughs> hey, you've been on like eight times. It's not like you've been on at all. To be fair, I was. Uh, I was thinking about Back to the Future earlier today. Uh oh. Yeah, we might have to, I was might have to go back, back to the future. Whoa! I was getting episode. hate for liking Back to the Future three recently from someone in this room. Me? Yes, you. <laughs> they were saying, "Oh, you only like it because you watched it with Jack." Like what? Yeah, it's a good movie. Jack does that effect on people. So that's right. Name one of the person he's had that effect on. Uh, I don't know. Name one person he's had that effect on. In fact, I don't know. Great empirical evidence over here. Difficult to say. Net back to national Look, treasure. Look, man, I, I, don't, I don't plan out what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. What can I say? You say is you have everything planned out. Not everything, most things. But, man, I do. I honestly, the ending is ridiculous, but I do love the movie. However, the Nick Cage going with the FBI to arrest Ian just so he can dramatically walk out of the shadows <laughs> and, and go... Just like just the, the smirk. Nobody can nod. see. Nobody can see you to that face. Well, yeah, but it was it was for you, Davis. Okay, Jack, you missed it earlier. Davis and I got caught in a laughing fit for about eight minutes where we couldn't talk about. Don't worry, darling. It was, was possibly it, the greatest was radio it when ever. Nick was here. It was. Yeah, it he, actually, was, he was in here sitting with right. us. Have you guys ever seen the Get in the Cage segments from SNL? I love those. No. What? Because Andy Samberg plays Nick Cage, and then the last one, Nick Cage showed up with Andy Samberg. It's like when uh, when Lindsey Buckingham showed up, all Bill Hader was dressed as Lindsey Buckingham. Yes, exactly. And then then the end, they said they were going to have a three over the Declaration of Independence. What? No. <laughs> uh, he's in a band. I don't so know. So if you guys are well-behaved, I might just do my Nicolas Cage impression for you oh. at the end of the show. Awesome. Wow. I wonder if it'll sound like anything like the real Nicolas Cage who was just here. I think it's pretty convincing ah. if you wanted to compare <laughs> just those two things empirically. Um, I do have some excerpts from Wicker Man I'd like to read to you. <laughs> Not the bees. Jack, what do you think of the National Treasure movie? The first I think, one. First one. We haven't got the first one. Uh, this is this is uh, the one I watched second. Um, you watched the Book of Secrets first. Yes. Interesting inverted order. You know, all books are kind of secret until you read them. That's why I said earlier. So <laughs> wow, Davis. I, I quite enjoy them. I have a hard time uh, parsing which of the uh, a lot like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, which I will obviously have to throw in the same bucket as these because they are both Disney films, both came out around the same time, are both rollicking adventures, and both have very lovable casts. I will say that I do often have a hard time parsing what happened in which film um, because they are both, you know, rollicking treasure hunts with many locations and many of the same memorable characters doing memorable things. That's true. So, Indeed, indeed they I are. I do like the first. I, re- I like both of them. You know, th- these, are, these are some of the movies that I'll – I'll, I'll just throw on on Disney Plus and can watch an infinite number of times. That's you know? a good point. I believe it's a, it's a great I, insomnia movie. I believe Logan or Adrian put it on the bullpen last year, and we were just watching it. In like that's, that's where I had to have seen the scene from the second one. Yeah, unless I saw it on TikTok or something. Maybe I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. But I, th- I think that's probably all we can say about uh, the first film. Though, man, I do hate the where you just like you know. Now that we're seeing, it, I'm just gonna read off the Declaration of Independence to Riley, and I'm like, okay, man, come Four on. Four score. Please. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we hold these truths to be, to be self-evident. self-evident. Alex, can you do, can you say the preamble of the Constitution? No. Do you still remember it? No. We the people of the United States of America. That's oh all I got. Lord. Wow. Wow. That's all you have. You have no more. You had none. I got the whole thing in my back pocket. Yeah, but that's not fair because Jack's <laughs> a robot. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, okay. We the people 
in order to form a more perfect union, That's establish true. justice, and ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. 1787. No one wow. talks like that anymore. No one talks like that anymore. Instead, we're just going to raise our eyebrows every time we see ocular device. He did it so many times. It's crazy. He was doing the rock eyebrow every other scene. It's it was magnificent. Awesome. But let's move on to the second of the National Treasure films, Book of Secrets. The exact same cast except two additions, Helen Mirren and Ed Harris. Pretty solid additions to the cast overall. As well as Alicia Coppola, as in... As That's Sofia Coppola, you think? Coppola. Well, I mean, yeah, but maybe this one's related. Maybe. I'm going to click. Let's see. Okay. Her Wikipedia page says she is not related. Huh. She's just there. That's interesting. Well, either way. Great radio. Right it, doesn't, it doesn't sound great. Well, Davis, you know, you're on your phone again, so it's difficult JP to say. JP was calling me. I was getting another call. Man, every, everybody's calling Davis. Busy, busy guy. National Treasure Book of Secrets was released on December 21st, 2007, almost 15 years ago. Mm. Seven minutes shorter than its predecessor at two hours and four minutes, and on a budget of $130 million, the film surpassed the original at the box office with $459.2 million worldwide. And let's talk about some accolades, Davis, because it, it got a few. The film earned two Razzie Award yeah. nominations, including Worst Actor for Nicolas Cage, also for Ghost Rider and Next, and Worst Supporting Actor for John Voight, also for Bratz the Movie, September Dawn, and Transformers. But they lost both categories to Eddie Murphy for Norbit, which oh, I think wow. is good. That's Norbit? I thought Norbit was in like the 90s. No, no, Nettie Professor's in the 90s. Norbit is 2007. It's the worst movie ever. And there's Pluto Nash. Is that one? Maybe. Is that one, Jack? Do you know? Someone with Pluto in the name? Eddie Murphy? Uh, Meet Dave. Oh, that's true. Welcome to Old Navy. Oh, wow. There you go. The film was also nominated for Best Movie at the 2008 MTV Movie Awards, but lost to Transformers. Because, you know, I mean, this, they, had, they had the Linkin Park song. You say so this one's seven minutes shorter, but it felt three hours longer <laughs> it to was me. so, so much longer. The approval ratings, Davis, I think the most people occur or concur with you. Rotten Tomatoes, it's 36%. A talented cast goes to waste in the improbable National Treasure Book of Secrets, which is eerily similar to the first film. Roger Ebert stayed consistent, giving it two out of four stars again, which, honestly, that's unexpected. Because hmm. if he gave the first one two out of four stars, I think this one is significantly worse than the original film, Davis. I don't know what you think about that. Put down your phone. <laughs> I, I'm handling business. Handling business. I'm texting Nick right now. Oh, really? Is he going to come back in? We could. We, we have could? to. We have to behave. Oh, we have, we have to behave ourselves. Interesting. All right. We'll do our best then. I don't know. I thought it was just worse. It it has a lot of sequel syndrome. Like the whole the whole movie's just. What if we do the thing we did in the first one again? It's yeah. a cipher again. It's a clue. And with, John Wilkes Booth is in it. Yeah, I liked I liked this history flash. But it was kind of cool. That Ed Harris was doing a country accent the whole time. No, he and was he doing was, it for like half the movie, and he was. He was evil, but he wasn't. And then at the end, he was like, "Go, I can't make it. Tell him that I found El Cibola. Cibola? Yeah. El Cibola? That's what they were saying the whole movie. Well, what's your point here? I don't know. I don't know what my point is. You know, the movie is based on at least relatively, loosely based on true history. Like the Knights of the Golden Circle are apparently a real group. Hmm. They'd actually disbanded by 1863. That's true. Wow." 
Jack, you've done your research as well? I know about the Knights of the Golden Circle. Are, they you, are you a Knight of the Golden Circle? Um, no, Alex. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> I don't think we should talk about the Knights of the Golden Circle. Noted. They were. He did. He did describe them as a, an extremist group. I feel like oh, that's yeah, all no, we need to no, know. No, they were. They wanted to apparently. Oh, well, I guess we're talking about them. Okay, never mind. I guess we're not talking about. <laughs> no, you can talk. You, you already started. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I want to know now. Appar- apparently, during the Civil War, they were actually looking to go take New Mexico and colonize me- some of Mexico and turn that into the new Confederacy. Which I don't know about that one. Pretty crazy. They were Pretty trying cra- to find Cibola, which was in Sa- which was in South Dakota. Yeah, but the Olmecs made it. Who the Olmecs were in Central America? Well, the Egyptians were in the Grand Canyon, Davis. So oh, I forgot about anything that. Anything can happen. That's a, that was a crazy. That was a crazy listen. What was that? It's not true. The Egyptians were not in the Grand Canyon. The Olmecs were not in South Dakota. Yeah, and How'd also they get up there? the suggestion they walk? The Brit- North America has the largest navigable river system in the entire world. So. Why, why haven't we found any Olmec things in South Dakota? Because we haven't gone to Buckingham Palace and stolen their desk, Davis. You're okay, you're right. Speaking of the desk, the wooden plank hidden within both resolute desks that leads to the location of Sibylla would have been of no use to the Confederacy as the desks were constructed and delivered between the years 1879 and 1880. So this cipher that would have eventually led to desks would have led to something that doesn't exist. Hmm. Not to mention... Uh, Edward Labelle would have been equally of no use as the earliest models of the Statue of Liberty and all subsequent replicas were all constructed no earlier than 1875, ten years after the end of the Civil War. So, timeline a little, little. Wonky. I didn't even, I didn't even notice all that. Well, I mean, I didn't either. I, I looked it up. You looked it up. What can I? What? Davis looks like you're looking something up right now. I'm Do you think they on shipped it. it over in pieces and screwed it together like a desk, or did it come over all as one? Good reference. Alex won't get it. I don't get that reference. I couldn't get the green stuff off. I look, Jack. I'm no expert. How about on those George? He, <laughs> <laughs> this guy can do a good Kruger. Can you, Jack? Maybe if we're if you're good, he'll show up. <laughs> oh my gosh! What do I have to? <laughs> Maybe we need him. Cammy. <laughs> Stop it, Davis. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it, indeed. Okay. This movie. Uh, man, this I movie just... felt like I, I like 30 minutes left. I turned it off and then I watched it this morning. As you said, I thought. Oh, also, Bruce Greenwood as the president was a good casting, but it's just it's just so much more boring than the other one because it's all the same. I also hate how it puts them back at zero. Mm-hmm. Like I hate how it's like all the development goes out up. the window just to then put them back in the same spot they were at the end of the second movie. It's like they're the same movie twice. Because I mean, like that's all it is. It go, is the same movie twice. It's gonna be the same movie a third time when they make National Treasure three. I thought Ed Harris was one incompetent in this movie. He just basically follows the coattails of Ben of Ben the whole time, and then even at the end, he's like, he's like, I was doing it all nobly. You assaulted his dad. Why? why yeah, but why did why did he also have to pin John Wilkes? Why did he have to pin Thomas Gates as a conspirator? Because he said he thought it was the only way he could help he could get him to find the treasure. What if he was just like, hey Ben? I think I know where the city of gold is. You want to help? I think I feel like Ben would have been like, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. The, whole, the this whole movie, the plot makes a lot less sense because he even so was it fake? Even then, was that he, page fake? He, but nobody had the cipher on it, so it couldn't have been fake. Then why did it say he was a conspirator? Because because the problem was that it was it was burnt out, and the truth thing is, it was almost like a shopping list, and artifacts was just the fact that he was the cipher guy because they went to him for the cipher. It's mm. so like artifacts was misinterpreted, but. Uh, Ed Harris' character, Silas Wilkinson, whatever his name was, had him on their heels and basically convinced it. Not to mention, um, the curator later on says, this is what I signed up for, which implies that he was in on some sort of conspiracy with Silas Wilkinson. So many conspiracies. Because Silas Wilkinson was a black 
market arms dealer and stuff, or antiquities yeah. dealer. Jack's nodding in agreement. Around antiquities. Antiquities. Um, I can't make it. Tell him I found it. So he, he did. did. And he did. He did. He did. It was in South Dakota at also, Mount Rushmore. I thought it was so strange how Ben just like knew that entire tunnel thing of Mount Vernon effortlessly. Like if you'd been there before. He's like, he yeah. had that map. You've been reading it. But like, where do you get Down the map? those stairs. Where do you get the map? Down those stairs is the exit. Where do you get the map? I don't. But Ty Burrell was in this movie. He, he was. was just, he was yeah. just Phil from Modern Family, though. Yes, that's who he is in most things. He was in another movie I watched recently. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. No, I haven't watched that no. recently. No. The Hulk. Oh, he was in The Hulk. He was just being himself in that, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he, he was very much being himself in that. Oh, my gosh, but Davis, the Nick Cage moment. We talked about it. He He's off the rails with this one. That's true. Oh, ah! yeah. <laughs> like, going to detain a blight of fun, join his whiskey? And then that's just, I don't understand. He was why. having fun. He was How having did fun. He get, did he get paid in a stegosaurus skull for this one? <laughs> that was good. Thank you. I thought the whole freakout scene in Buckingham Palace was pretty funny. Because it was like, all right, guys, let's let Nick Cage be Nick Cage. I and mean, he's yeah. lost it. Do you think if you met him, he'd be like that? Uh, apparently, he's mellowed he's out. <laughs> what do you think, Jack? What do you think? He seemed pretty standoffish out in the hallway. That's oh, true. Is that, is he's that, just standing out there right now. Is that? Oh, yeah. What's he doing? <laughs> I don't know, Davis. What is he What's doing? What's he up to? What is he up to? I have no idea. I just... It's just such a media. This movie is so mediocre, and the ending, the ending honestly feels really fast. The problem is, it's an hour and twenty four minutes to get there, and it's so oh many God. different things to. Get right? There. No, after he got the second resolute desk or whatever, I was like, oh, they're about to find it, and then they had to go on the whole other thing to go find the whole other thing. I was like, oh my God! It was, yeah, what I wasn't was even an hour thing? in. Yeah, because they got the desk, and then they they had to go find the book of secrets. So we had to go. I'm gonna kidnap the president. And they're like, what, what, oh, my God. And then he kidnaps the president. Day, day is, talk about like how it's all convenient. Oh, the president's birthday is also the same time? And they somehow booked all the other things, or they acted like they were booked? I don't know. I feel like it's just everything that made the first film good is really lacking. Like, the FBI is much less of a presence in this Sadusky's one. there. Sadusky's just existing Harvey the Kytel. whole time. Yeah, we love Harvey Keitel. He's playing he's just, Mr. Wolf. He's just there. Yeah. The whole time. If I I'm think, Kurt, I apologize. Like, even, even the everything is so rushed. Like like Voight and or Ben's parents like mm-hmm. are just arguing then, and now then they then love each sudden, other. Oh my god, we swung together. It's crazy. <laughs> Bad. Helen Mirren's there. I like the final sequence, admittedly, because it is very stressful because like stuff's going wrong. But then like it's just random cuts back to John Voight and Helen Mirren going, huh, "We had fun, didn't we?" And it's then cut back Nick Cage yelling and screaming. And it's in back South to Dakota Voight. for some reason. We had fun, didn't we? Why did they make it like? And then and then the idea that. They covered it up with Mount Rushmore, but then they l- put something back so you could figure out a way to get back in. Mm-hmm. So if if you're gonna if you're gonna block off a door, you're gonna then cut a door hole next to the blocked off door. Jack, you're not you're not in agreement. You seem to have some thoughts over there. No, that's, I, I'm agreeing. Oh, okay, okay. That's, so all, he's, that's all he's got there. Drake, like, where's the saw? And like, just oh, we'll pour water on a rock and we just happen to land. On, come on now, come on now. Yeah, that was. But then again, the Nick going. Ah! I was just kidding. I was crazy, I had crazy to. dude. Craziness. A little spot of whiskey. <laughs> All right, that's it. No, it's terrible. Terrible. I, I thought that scene was kind of funny, though. That scene was pretty funny. Yeah. But also the fact that, like, again, it's just, ugh. It's boring. And this one makes even less. They actually less... broke into Buckingham Palace for that. They did. They broke into the White Well, they didn't break into the White House. but they, No, they, ac- they actually broke into the oh, White House oh, for oh, that you're, scene. You're, you're funny. You're a funny guy. They actually did. Can you believe that? I actually, I actually cannot 
quite literally believe that, Davis. I don't know. It's just it, this movie was so much more mediocre. Yeah, it was a lot less enjoyable because here's the thing: National Treasure. Part of its, I think, luster is that it, you know, it isn't your, it isn't super duper cliche in the fact that it, it has some creative ideas, but the sequel just redoes it all again and again. And I, I just really didn't like it. Honestly, it walked the same path but didn't have the same impact. I agree. I don't think it had. Again, it reset everybody to the beginning at the end of the movie, essentially. He got his and car then, back. And then the final thing you see is Riley the wrecking president, the car. The president, did the president take that from his own personal garage, or did he buy that tax-free and give it to Riley? What that's was the good, thing That's there? a good question. He said, from the president's garage, tax-free. That's a good question. The question is, what do you think was on? Oh, also, again, even like the Riley, um, I know something you don't know happened again. Yeah. It's like, I wrote a book of something you don't know, Ben, You didn't head. read it? You didn't read yeah, my book. Read Maybe it was a crap bad book, book, Riley. either. Riley, based on your dialogue, I don't know if you can write very well. Just saying. <laughs> Just I, bet, I bet he didn't even write it. He probably didn't. Probably the ghost writer. And then again, what do you think was on page 47? Uh, it's, we're going to find it in the third movie. We will apparently find it in the third movie. What do you think was on page 47? Um, which side of the car that they drive on in England? That's true. Because he got in, remember, and he went like, Oh my gosh, he, Nick Cage has like GTA drifting skills all the time. At one point, he completely turns the car and makes a 180 that then forces that other truck to wreck. I'm like, where did he do this? Because... Actually, in the first movie, his like diving stuff is actually like they said that that's on his resume. And I'm like, okay, that's nice, a nice detail to then pay off later. But this man's just driving. Yeah. What Ooh, if he's just good at it? What if the roads are really slippery in London that day? It, it doesn't. He goes rain to a Piccadilly lot, Square. It? He doesn't actually go to Piccadilly he Square. Doesn't, he doesn't go to Piccadilly Square at all. Mm. Also, the henchmen in this movie were worse. Shaw. There was. One, no yeah, Shaw, there was Hobbs. I'm just kidding. They were. They were. They were. <laughs> I, be, I believed you. <laughs> that's funny. Actually, I believed you for that one. But it's just, they're also one-dimensional. Everything that, I don't know, it's just a lot worse. Yeah. Just boring. I don't know. There's not really anything remarkable to say. Maybe we should probably, that's a sign we should probably get near the end of the show. All right. Don't you think so, Davis? I thought about something that happened in the oh. first movie. Um, I think this is the fir- like I said, I can't tell them apart, but I'm pretty sure this is in the first movie uh, when he's breaking into the National Archives. When he has to guess the password, that's Mount Vernon. No, 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 it's uh, Valley Forge. Valley Forge, whatever. <laughs> I get that it was 2002 and people didn't know how computers worked, but what? <laughs> There's no way the National Archives the National password. Archives is a word. <laughs> and Valley Forge. Let me do you one better. There's no way that this like password cracking algorithm that she's running doesn't know double letters. That's true. That's a that's a very good. It point. was 2004. Like, I I for a fun family Disney movie, I think the the impossible task of stealing the Declaration of Independence is very believably pulled off, except for that that one chink in the armor. Uh, well, I think the other, I the other, it, it the reminds other... me of in TF2 Meet the Spy when they have to guess the secret code <laughs> to the door and they just look at which uh, which number is more rubbed off and it's just four ones on the keypad. That's funny. It might as well, it might as well have been that. Wait, yeah, what, he, in what he, movie? It's it, it, uh, Team Fortress it, it, Two. It's, 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 really, it's pretty high cinema. You probably haven't seen it. Oh, the right. game Team Fortress Two. Oh, okay. They have a little we'll thing where you later. meet. Oh well, yeah, we'll watch it. Okay, I guess we're watching. it I want to watch the lore video where Tom. Though Jones- an- another hole in that one, in that actual plan, is the fact that he's like, oh, I actually plan to have two, one a decoy the whole time, even though he definitely didn't. Because how did he walk out with the real one and also a fake one if he only I, paid for one? Maybe he stuck it down in his pants. He paid for both. Did he pay for both? No, he paid 35 bucks with just for one. But where was the other one? I think he paid for two because he was like, 
Well, as long as I'm paying with my credit card, I can afford both. I guess so. I guess okay. That he that's, did. Well, he did go like, "You owe me two. You owe me thirty-five bucks now because I had to buy two. He did say that, but then he didn't. No, what? But he only had to buy. He only bought this one. This movie is airtight. Yes, yeah, true. It, it really you is. You gotta watch it later. The second one though is a lot. I think it's a lot worse because like there's a lot less detail in the heist and a lot less planning. They just go into Buckingham Palace and break in effortlessly. Yeah. No security. There's no security. The queen cameras. died that day, so there are no security cameras in the Oval Office or in Buckingham Palace. Really, none, none at all. You don't want the president's one to be watched. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I bet there actually aren't. Think about I, it. I highly there's doubt. Secret Service agents always in there, aren't there? Well, yeah, but when there's not, there's no videos of Nixon talking. There's, there's, <laughs> well, yeah, because there's, there's recordings. The government prop. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's not true. I mean, in the Oval Office. That's why he lost the election. <laughs> the recordings. Because oh, the- no, I'm talking about the in the Oval Office. Yeah. You understand. They're probably yeah, he looks so they- ugly and Jack looks so hot. You're like, the government hasn't released this to the public, therefore it must not exist. I- so true. Like, oh, really? Because I- they haven't Olivia shown- Rodrigo went into the Oval <laughs> Office and he, he, she got the, the, the piece got of candy from Joe Biden. Two originals and a shoehorn. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. I just, Dark Brandon wouldn't give her that. I just really do not like any part of this. Like, also the fact that they have Ed Harris alone on this rock, and they could totally dispatch him, and they need to be like, nope, we're going to bring him along. Why? Because he's they're so nice. And he's like, I'm going first. He, and then he's like, I can get you out. If you just if you just let me up, I'll go help you and save you. Bro, then get he, out. Then he does help him. Ah, I don't know. Terrible. Terrible movie. Anyway, I think it's time to move on. Davis, what do you rate national? Let, let's go around the room. What do we rate national treasure at the first one? Six and a half, six and but half. I enjoy it. Jack, I give it a thumbs up. Yeah, uh, he, the yeah. thumbs up rating. I'm gonna go six and a half as well. Six and a half, seven. It's fun. It's enjoyable. Book of Secrets, though, four and a half. Thumbs up again. Yeah, four. It's bad. I, I, like I could the, give it a five on a. On I a like good the day. conspiracies more in this one than like Mason conspiracy. I don't really care about Freemason conspiracy, but I think that they don't execute it nearly as well. Person, They're Templars. So. Four. It's like four Assassin's and Creed. Four. Indeed. Indeed. Indeed it is. You need to watch Kingdom of Heaven. Um, anyway. Oh, okay. I'll, I will. Where does the series go next? We've got a National Treasure movie coming out with Jerry Bruckheimer producing, as well as a National Treasure TV series. <laughs> what? Uh, nothing. Great, great guy. Coming soon to Disney+. No Bruckheimer, Plus. I work solo. National Treasure, Edge of History. First two episodes premiering December 14th, only on Disney+. Plus. What do you think she's going to find based on this photo? It looks something uh, Native American based on the, like the the hieroglyphs. It's my guess. This is one of the first movies I ever remember being advertised to me. That's a good point. The first one, of first course, one. being uh, Disney Pixar's Cars, which aired a short teaser trailer during the Super Bowl in 2006 between the, the Steelers and the Seahawks. Um, but I remember on the Disney Channel that the sequel to, if you remember Mike's Super Short Show, which would come on in between uh, Disney Channel programs to advertise what uh, movies were coming out on DVD. Mike Wazowski? Nope. It was uh, Allison Stoner and her brother, uh, Mike Super Short Show. <laughs> the sequel to that, Disney's really short report, which I just had to re- remember the name of. I remember vividly the little bit they had advertising National Treasure 2 Book of Secrets was coming out to DVD, and I had to see that movie Interesting. After, uh, after that. So that's just a little, little piece of film history in my head. I'll always re- associate um, that little kid wearing a Benjamin Franklin costume. Um, to think about this this movie, Benjamin Franklin Gates. It lives in, lives in the same Franklin same Gates. bucket in my head. It's yeah. True. What was the name I said earlier? Oh, Cam Newton Houston. <laughs> ben Hur. That's funny. <laughs> the The upcoming series stars 
Lisette Alexis as Jess Morales. Lyndon Smith as FBI agent Ross. Also, Riley Poole and Peter Sadusky are both back. 83-year-old Harvey Keitel. They're Let's rolling see. out his does death just, Does Justin really. Bartha still have the same soul patch? I, don't, I wonder. He's does gonna he, be. Oh my gosh, I love the pose in the book when he's like, it's a great, <laughs> that, was, "That was funny." And, he, and they looked up and he was doing it. It's he has some picture. funny moments sometimes. Other times, eh, eh. I'm, I'm not convinced myself. But yeah, and the National Treasure lore expands as Disney. I think, just, they, I think he should have let just Riley look at the Area 51 page just for a second. Yeah, just for a second. That would have been cool. They had time. They had some time. Maybe. So they had time that he could go on the balcony and stare dramatically at Harvey Keitel, but yeah, he can't look at the page. Okay, okay. What do you, what do you think Trump wrote in the book? Oh, man. Oh, About Trump. McDonald's, maybe? <laughs> the ketchup on the wall that he threw? Wendy's. The Coke button? And some pizza. <laughs> <laughs> the secret of the Diet Coke button. The Book of Secrets final page is about the Diet Coke button, which I'm just now he hearing found this. A, he found a big, an empty drawer in the desk and had to put something That's in there. That's true. Yeah. Which, is where, which is where the button went, evidently. It's funny. I was going to say something. Dang it! Well, we'll never know. We'll know. never know what Alex is gonna say. I know. I know we won't. That's very. That's very. That's very frustrating. Davis, what have we been watching or reading lately? I've been reading *The Myth of Sisyphus* by Albert Camus. It's a philosophy book. It's pretty dense. Uh-huh. He was one of the crossword clues today. Really? Yeah. What was the What was the question? Uh, they do. I've, he's been on forward. S- it is a poisonous plant. Backwards. It is a French author. Camus mm-hmm. and S- Sumac. This guy gets it. There you go. Did you guys see that? Uh, never mind. I'll say I'll say that off the air. Okay, but <laughs> I, the queen die. A spicy crossword clue off the air <laughs> no. for our Patreon supporters. <laughs> no, no. One thing I watched uh, last night. I don't know if any of you guys have seen this movie. Uh, it's called The Way Way Back. It yep. stars Sam Rockwell. We talked about this movie before, Davis. I got all my uh, roommates to watch. We had a movie night because it's finally on HBO Max after many. Many moons of it not being on, and I like it. It was a little dated since the last time I remember watching it. It came out in 2013. It's a little cliche and corny, and definitely there's some humor that's like, that's not as funny as it was in 2013, but I like it. Sam Rockwell's cool. Also been watching Seinfeld as usual. Saw an episode this morning that I don't remember ever seeing before. <gasps> Jack probably remembers. What episode was it, Davis? The Nose Job. The Nose Job. Oh. Yeah. Um, I, watched, I was texting about it. I watched of course the, uh, you were. <laughs> I watched the number one movie in the world yesterday. Oh yes, yeah, true. On uh, Netflix, Michael Multiverse. No, Matthew Morbius. Morbius. I saw it got a thumb down. <laughs> it thumbs got a thumbs down. down for me, not because it was bad. Well, yeah, we never said it was bad. Because it, it I didn't. It is bad. I just, I, like, I haven't consumed any Morbius reviews other than like the three layers of irony memes from it. So I just kind of assumed it wasn't. Other than I was a half watching that Eddie Burback video. But I mean, it was just boring. Yes, extremely. It had, it had, one, so it had one good joke that I liked when he reached for the cup of coffee and pretended it burned his skin. I said, "Uh, uh, uh, not that kind of vampire." <laughs> that was pretty funny. I don't uh, remember I, that at all. Yeah, I think, I, 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 think I, I, I think I was blacking out by it that from my memory. <laughs> um, but it's pretty pretty funny. Uh, 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 I'll give it. I'll give it to Jerry. Not without the magic word. Uh, but uh, Michael Keaton at the end. You know, yeah. maybe, maybe teaching. Teasing a uh, potential Chick Hicks appearance later in the Spider Man <laughs> multiverse. Baby McQueen, eat your eyes. If I didn't do it, <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. What's the other one? What's the other one? Easy, easy with the confetti. It's the start of the Chick era, baby. That's true. They said it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't worry I, about I, it. I, like I didn't do it. I like him when he's. Ho, ho, like, who knew about the thunder thing? <laughs> I, th- I think half half of his chick kick so lines good. are just are just him bringing back the Beetlejuice character. He's so good. I wish he would have been in Cars three. <laughs> Absolutely. Was he? He wasn't in Cars two though. 
Does, maybe he's in the new Michael car Keaton show. Michael Keaton doesn't return. No. I don't think Chick Hicks is in the new car Ooh. show. Also, I watched a few episodes Ooh. of the bullpen. Though, um, speaking of things that we have been watching, that's very unfortunate. Um, my roommate Sutton just started watching Elvis on HBO Max. We need to pause it because he said this movie feels like it's taking years off that's my what, life. That's what I said. But man, that if I can dream, best scene yeah. ever. That's, yeah, it's Love a great that. scene. And Love he's, that. But it's it's detracted with him going. What about the Christmas sweater? What about the little Christmas song? Tom Hanks. You know, I was gonna. Not see, a good movie. You know, I was Everything gonna that see, guy I was, says the stitch. I was That's gonna true, see that Pinocchio it. movie, but then I saw Tom Hanks, and I was like, you know what? I'm really not. Yeah, and not. in my mind, the only true Geppetto is Drew Carey. So it's pretty funny. I don't really get that. That reference. joke would have killed in 2003. Well, too bad it's 2022, Jack. Unfortunately. Oh, what you. a great retort. <laughs> Next, it's a, it's a type of layer it, cake. That's funny. <laughs> He's gonna turn us off. No, I'm not. Yeah, go ahead and do the rest by yourself. No, Davis. This is your Ministry of Truth moment, Davis. The Neil Gaiman debacle. Indeed. For the for those who don't know, Neil Gaiman is the uh creator behind the Sandman comic series, which is then returning to the TV show on Netflix, which is Netflix's most popular show going right now. Alex, I want you to lead this one because you know more about the Lord of the Rings. Because you're in the you were in the bullpen earlier, you were saying it. I'll chime in. I was in the middle of leading it and you interrupted me to tell me to lead. <laughs> I go to open the doors like Davis. I want you to open this door, please. <laughs> you cannot pass. It's a like, of the rings. What a rousing! <laughs> like I can start doing this. Like no, Alex. I want, I want you, you to do, do it. This. That's funny. Yeah, go ahead. So uh, you have my blessing. Essentially, no, he. I will. Okay. Let's not continue this laughing debacle earlier. So Neil Gaiman. I think I'm saying that right. Maybe maybe I Gaiman. I don't know. <laughs> I pray to God you don't. <laughs> so I can't say that. Um, he is the creator behind Sandman, yep. and he's been commenting a lot about the Lord of the Rings Ring of Power because in case you didn't notice, Elon Musk said Tolkien is rolling in his grave, which means Lord of the Rings must be terrible because if Elon Musk said it so, it must be the case. That's Joe sarcasm. Rogan's going to say it next. Oh, God. So a lot of the controversy around Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, aside from the fact that it's probably not a good TV show, is the fact that the creators behind the show, which it is not officially based on the books because Tolkien did not ever give up the book, the books film rights that these, this show is based on. Cause it's like, it's like Game of Thrones where he made like prequel lore books. It's the same, same principle essentially with Tolkien. It's called like the Sumerian. Yeah. Sumerian. No, it's, it's more like Sumerian. I don't really know what the official word is. Let me, let me say. Sumerian. Chameleon. The Sumerian. It's the Simeon. The Samaritan. It's the Cimmerillion, ladies and gents. The Simeon flu? I would have gotten there. The Cimmerillion. Cimmerillion. You ever read it? Uh, no. Is it good? I can you read it? I, it's I thought a book. It, I, yeah. I thought it existed in the world. No, it's it's a collection of myths and stories in varying varying styles by English writer J.R.R. Tolkien. It was edited and published posthumously by his son Christopher Tolkien in 1977. Maybe his middle so, names were Christopher R.R. Tolkien. John Rule. <laughs> J.R. <laughs> oh. What? Ja Rule Tolkien. <laughs> Anyway, I as this, I was taking Mr. lead, Sandman wouldn't like that very much. <laughs> no, no, he wouldn't. So essentially, a lot of criticism on the for the show on Twitter has been because the show cast black actors to play characters, which is apparently controversial in this year, 2022. That's no true. idea why. And Neil Gaiman has been defending the show on Twitter. I'm not sure if he knew Tolkien. I don't really know what exactly his reason for defending it is, other than the fact that he likes it. But a lot of people even get very mad that the some of the Harfoot characters in um, the show are black, 
and they're like, oh my gosh, this is so unfair. And a lot of people's retort is that Tolkien himself called Harfoot's browner of skin. Mm-hmm. And somebody, I'm not kidding, tweeted this. Browner just means tanner. It doesn't mean, which is one of the craziest things I think I've ever heard. Because again, one, why do people care? I don't understand. I think we know why they care. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, it is not like, no, we do, unfortunately, but it's not like Amazon has been pushing this as some sort of, like, again, it's not like they've been pushing this as some sort of diversity win. Like, they've just been, they just cast these people. Amazon, honestly, has underpromoted the fact that it is a very diverse cast, in my honest opinion. And then, of course, everyone's, let's see, Elon, our, our lord and savior Elon Musk had to chime in again, this time about Galadriel, because, what, <laughs> what are you doing over there, Dave? It's a reference. <laughs> let's see. He said, uh, if I can find it to be exact. Is it not your pin tweet? No. It, what What in the world? Why would it be my pin tweet? <laughs> you, oh, so I could look. I didn't think I was going to read it over, no, then I decided I was no, going to. No. No. Oh, wait. <laughs> you no. missed that. Something else? I, I missed it. <laughs> you missed the dunk. I. What was What was the dunk? I missed. Explain it then. Like I'm a, like I'm a child. Would you like to, Jack? Uh, you seem to not agree with it, so it would be unexpected for it to be your pinned tweet. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a little stupid. Anyway, so Musk uh, oh, argued oh. that Tolkien is turning in his grave because almost every male character so far is a coward, a jerk, or both. Only Galadriel is brave, smart, and nice. Which, again, great, why? Great adjectives used there. Yeah. Brave, smart, and nice. E- Elon's not very intelligent, obviously. And in this case, one, Galadriel is like has like is one of the most powerful characters. Sorry, I was trying to I haven't read the books, but even the movies in The Hobbit as well, she's incredibly powerful. That's kind of her whole thing. Mm-hmm. Which is why honestly she doesn't fight in the original trilogy in she's part. Like a Charles Xavier. Actually, I mean, to make a comparison in terms of how her like, power compares to the rest of the characters, yeah, that's kind of she's accurate. Like Yoda. Could be. It's not that's not again not a bad comparison. She's so old and We're going to sound dumb to people that have read the books, but she is and the fact that I don't just Again, I haven't, re- I haven't seen the show, so I can't defend the character writing of everybody else. But, like, why do people care about small things like this? Especially because... We know why they care. Who cares if a female character is <gasps> good at what she does in the show? We know why they care. I know we do, because Elon has very fragile masculinity, among other Boom. things. Dunked on. Elon, Just if saying. you're listening. This is a litmus test for you. <laughs> Actually, it's not because we don't care what you think. But anyway. He's an Iron Man, too, you know. He is an Iron Man, too. He has an idea of something, but I wonder if it's actually come to fruition 30 years later if he's still talking about it. But anyway, sorry. I don't like him either. I'm losing losing, going off the rails a bit here. All right, all right. Anyway, but yeah, that's our our Ministry of Truth for the day. Just, again, like, hate Lord of the Rings show all you want for it being a cash grab, it being not quality, but the hatred directed the show, and to the point where all the original actors, Elijah Wood and Sean Astin and the Hobbits from the original film, have started putting out merch that is basically like a word from the series in its language and then hobbit ears that are all different colored cuz the idea that you know it's basically we all belong we you're all accepted essentially cuz again if they don't care if Tolkien's family doesn't care maybe maybe the fans shouldn't care either there you go mm-hmm. just going to say that that's my two cents yeah. on the matter personally go watch She-Hulk boom evidently go watch if She-Hulk. you feel so inclined if if you if you do feel so inclined Megan Stallion's now, in it now this one Megan she's in it isn't she yeah this one is a, is related to the National Treasure Trivia, guys. Don't answer it, Don't Jack. Don't answer it, Jack. You're probably going to know it. Helen Mirren won Best Actress Oscar beating out Meryl Streep for which 2006 movie? And it relates to <gasps> it relates to some recent news as well. I don't know. I don't know either, Jack. Do you have any idea? Any inclination whatsoever? Don't um, Google. Don't Google. 
Which, she's not. She's in that cooking movie, right? No, that's that's Julia that is Meryl, that's Meryl Streep. Yeah, she lost to her. I think in the in the Bake Off could be. <laughs> no. I Any final thoughts before we? Well, yes, you do. Any final <laughs> thoughts? <before> wow. <laughs> uh, Alex, is that is that your car out there? It is. It's being towed. <gasps> no, I gotta go. I gotta go. Anyway, any final thoughts before we wrap up another hour and 50-minute episode of Through the Lens? The episodes are not getting any shorter. We're not getting any younger. I didn't even go that many tangents this time, if you think about it. Once I cut out the eight minutes of laughter, it might actually trim down a bit. Yeah, that's usually what happens when we cut down time. But anything else before we head out? For, before next week's episode. I'm going to get something to eat because I'm hungry. The question is, what is next week's episode, Davis? We've been talking about it. We've been Jack. trying to decide. Jack, are you going to be in town on He's Friday? I, I I will be, but I don't know at what time. Fair. I won't. I, don't, I may not be fortunate enough to get off work Fair. as early as I have. In that case, then days. maybe we'll do the JFK episode, Davis. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I think that'll be a lot of fun. We'll save oceans for we a rainy day. We could do a day. joint review of the JFK movie and the two-part Seinfeld spectacular we could, yeah. Boyfriend. Sorry. Now that is one magic loogie. We can get in I- midair, mind you. Uh, this guy save it, it for next week, gentlemen. Say, uh, we'll, we'll we'll certainly do our best. And on that, Jerry. Note, <laughs> oh, good. He's nice. a guy. <laughs> All right. Thanks to everyone for tuning in to another episode of Through the Lens Three, the show of secrets, whatever you want to call it. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you have any thoughts on the National Treasure films, you can reach out to the show's Instagram directly and let us know. The conspiracies continue again next week as we tackle the JFK conspiracy in Oliver Stone's aptly named film, JFK. This is Alex Houston alongside my co-host, Davis Carroll, and special guest once again, Jack Hart, signing off, and we will talk again next week.